0: Give me brackets, Instagram, Discord, Wes Anderson, Wes
1: Mike Young sucks bad.
2: What no Q and A?
3: Josh Sapke M Night Shyamalan. But well, it's time to admit you are a fan of the Iron Pack.
2: These guys are liberal filmmakers; they cannot be trusted. We are watching Mean Girls. We got Iron Pack. We got that uh, Tony Hawk is in the house. If your
1: agent calls me in any way whatsoever, you're fired from the film. I always wear this bucket hat when I'm directing. Left wing politics. This is a film? I was right. obsessed with trash. The movie's trash, you know? in New York City, and you'll
0: never make it in this business. Never make a movie? Why do we have to see his That's
1: fucking name in the movie? I, I'm crazy about sound
3: podcast.
1: You don't see a film and say,
3: Joe Schmo did the fucking food. I don't make movies, I make films. I grow mentally ill. He
0: hasn't made a fucking good film in 25 years. Rub Vaseline on the lens. Bro, hacker. Reduced black ratio.
2: Doritos bags look mad different. You are a creative. We get it. You make out with girls. Let the creative people talk to the money people. As a filmmaker, he is nothing. A zero. He's a, a pig piece of shit. There's a whole group of guys who pretend to be making special films.
0: I'm my fucking line producer trust fund
2: Let the creative people talk to the money people.
4: We love the iron
0: Path.
1: Very creative what you do.
2: Hey. All right, yo, what the fuck is really good, everybody? We're here with Maddie Healy. (sighs) Let's get the fuck into it. King of the 1975. He's back in New York. He just landed.
0: Long time coming. Got the elf bar. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> got, we the, just,
2: got the fucking recess. Got yeah, the had recess. steaks on Ludlow. Yes, we We've did. Been potting for four hours in real life, but <laughs> now he's here on the couch.
1: We finally made. What time is it?
2: It's four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you can believe it. it. Feels like
1: it. <laughs> wow, it's good to be here. How's
2: Cheers, it feel to be back in New York?
1: Well, we have the show come. Last time I was in New York, I was just like. Kicking it with, with you guys I was kind of like Kind of hanging out But um, Yeah no it's good i got to go to Pennsylvania tomorrow And i got to Make this show Work Because we have like Our MSG thing Yeah But um, I love New York man But it kind of Burns me out pretty quickly It's like I have a weird relationship With New York Do you sp- Have you spent much time in London
0: I have actually I've only been Twice
4: yeah. yeah.
2: The, the pound scared me off at the time <laughs> because it was everything was double as expensive and I was like going to like Briding House Cafe or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like I can I have to
1: leave tonight. Cool. I, went to, I went to
0: fabric a bunch.
1: You <laughs> went to fabric? Yeah. That's quite fun. Hmm. I mean, I kind of have like a bit more space out there, but I keep talking to you, like I want. I kind of want to just get like a place out here. Because, you like, sh- you got to do it. Well, it's like I like this. I like the kind of scene. Like I don't really have a scene in in London, and um, like I've got I've got mates out here, and it feels like there's this like. It's the thing that we talk about all the time. Right? Yeah. it's like kind of the internet became like four websites, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And that's where like sh- shit is. That's where like art is. It's where everything is. So, like in the early days when we were coming up, when mm-hmm. there was like all this like subversive shit on the internet, like places to find music or like see like I don't know like, dead bodies from like Rotten.com <laughs> dot and yeah, shit. Yeah, Oh like, yeah. Lemon party. Lemon party. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> <laughs> you have big shouts yeah, big shout to Lemon Party. But, <laughs> but um. Even outside of like the pre-mimi kind of stuff, there was like, well, you see it in like our favorite movies, you know, like we live in public, like, that kind of like utopianism of like the internet, and, like the possibilities mm, yeah. of it, and like, so, w- the 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 type of punk that you'd expect uh, uh, within that, like we kind of like lived through, and now the internet feels like it's kind of quite like sterile environment where yeah. you know it ha- you know it's kind of boring, yeah. And, um, you know, that's why I'm kind of attracted to, like... That's why I became a fan of your guys' pod. And then when I started hanging out over here, you know, it's, like... It's interesting because it feels like... Even if it's, like, on, like, Patreon or Substack or something like that, it feels like there's something, like, genuinely kind of subvert... I would not want to say subversive, but, like, something that's, like... Not sanctioned or like kind yeah. of like totally sanitized do you know mm, what i mean yeah. and it's quite nice but like people are just like talking and it has its own audience and it has its own life do you know what i mean that's what um because that's what creates like good art doesn't it like the what do they say the the seniors of an the environment. Seniors, yeah. like exactly. one one person needs to rise from that The dare is interesting we were talking about Mm -hmm. in in regards to the Dime Square thing. Big shouts to Harrison. Because the Dime Square thing has been lacking in music, which New York never has. Exactly. It's coming, though. It's coming. It
0: it feels like music is back. That was a huge... That was a critique when people were... uh, In the Dime Square Twitter discourse, I saw one that really hit a while ago was... The the real problem with the Dime Square scene is that there's no. Where's music. the art? Yeah, uh, Brad Tramel said it straight to our face. He yeah, said, where yeah. is the art, guys? Yeah. we were like, it's but coming, it's, Brad. It's coming. <laughs> it, I, I think it was like this COVID thing. Everyone was living online too much. We started a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really it's really coming back. Music feels in New York feels good right now. So
1: Tremel said that to you guys? Tremel yeah. said
2: that. I mean it lit
0: the fire under my ass too. I mean, exactly. like we were Tramiel's more Tremel's
1: lit the fire under so many people's ass. As he should. Like under me, like massively. Yeah. And yeah. not, not I've been doing a bunch of interviews, you know, you like your fucking what you know, you do You like your guardians and your New York mm-hmm. Times and stuff like that. I've told them. I'm using like I'm essentially paraphrasing like Brad Tremel here. Like yeah. you need to You need to put that. I'm using the language. Yeah, I'm using the language. I'm using Tremellian language. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, like seriously. No, I'm not joking. Yeah, I know. The guy is fucking goaded. Like we love him, right? Like we love him. And um, and this is the thing. It's an interesting thing with Tremell because, like, if you're talking about like art, like I'm like a writer, right? Yeah. So that's what I do, and I suppose like what I'm good at is like um i don't know like presenting like ideas let's say that's what it is in my lyrics but i'm not like the sometimes the best person to even articulate them like fans or friends will come over to me and like articulate like my work like better than like i could yeah yeah the yeah. thing is that Tremel has this ability to do it's like He just has the ability to, kind of, he just has a really strong cultural awareness, right? And yeah. he kind of like gets art from the inside and the outside. He gets it as an artist and as a and as a kind of consumer of art. And when you're making art, having somebody who's like that on it, yeah, you know, putting that stuff out there is really, really interesting. Now, he doesn't quite have the audience that I think he deserves.
0: Oh, totally.
1: But, you know. Most people, most like dope people
2: don't, so
0: yeah. Well, that was something. So, last night we went to see Vincent Gallo talk, biggest of shouts. which we signed an NDA that we would not talk about it. (coughs) We said we we, couldn't record. I don't know if it said we can't talk about it. I'm pretty sure that's what it said. Really, can I not talk about (laughs) it? No, we should talk about it. (laughs) You have to talk about (sighs) it. We'll talk, we'll talk. No,
1: because that's the whole thing. We were talking about this before Gallo has blurred the lines to the point like he's made movies post Bad Bunny. Yeah, and they're not out there. Now, is the not out there the the art? Yeah, that's
0: what you're saying. Because I was, uh, I was saying for listeners, I was saying, you know, there is some kind of responsibility not just to your audience in like a fan way, but there's responsibility to the kind of canon of the history of art to have it have a life. It's it's like to contribute to like a evolving history of art. But you were saying, well, what if the, him not releasing it and having this kind of it existing, him having this philosophy of why it can't be on the world, that is his contribution to the canon. So it actually is more responsible to the canon of art than even if he had released it's it. It's the which art of it, his it, persona. Yeah, exactly.
1: exactly.
2: Which is he, is, he is his art. Yeah, exactly.
1: Which I think is a difficult place. I would find that difficult to get to as an artist because totally. I think there's an element of like, well, there's an element of pretense there that I kind of don't really step into. Like, I like to kind of... It's funny of me to say, because a lot of people call me very pretentious. But, like, (laughs) I do kind of try and, like, take the wizard robes off a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like kind of... I don't... I'm not as... I'm not as... Don't see myself or, like, to present myself as a high artist. I like to debase that sometimes. Yeah. But the thing is with, like... Yeah, with, like, Gallo now, like... What what is it like? We're talking about it. Do you know what I mean. You went to a talk where you couldn't have a yeah. phone. You signed an NDA. <laughs> yeah. like, well, you know we've had excited conversations, like as young people, like talking about. It, like maybe that's what it is now. Like you know he um he's kind of he's a really really interesting artist in in that respect. But it does challenge the idea of if an idea is not being met by an audience, if it's not being communicated, is it an idea? Like does art, actually exist if it's not good. if you say you've met yeah it's complete you know if you yeah. haven't
2: given birth to something is anybody seeing the baby
1: right exactly well Cause it, cause it, because it also it also allows you like as well okay he made like buffalo fair enough so like he, yeah. he has that pass, goated. Right? Yeah. yeah but like people who haven't made like go shit exactly it's like it becomes an excuse like you can make something that is so impenetrable or go even further that doesn't physically exist yeah yeah if it's so impenetrable, like it can't really be criticized. Like you're not really taking a risk. And that's kind of what like making art. Yeah, exactly. That's what putting art out is about. Right. You know what I mean? Opening yourself up to that critique and kind of like allowing that to be part of it. Um. But um, so how much can you talk about that? I don't know. I didn't actually read the NDA. I just
0: thought, <laughs> I I thought it just meant either. like, this is like, you can't record it. I didn't. Right. I don't know if you're not allowed to talk but about it. But they
2: made sure we didn't record it by not taking our phones Then.
0: Yeah. But I don't know. Whatever. We take risks His
2: justifications yeah. for not putting those movies out did kind of fuck me up. Like, Same. And I, because yeah. I, I believed what he was yeah. saying. And I believed in his, his desire to not be recorded. Like we've asked him to be on this pod, you know, plenty of times and last night i was like i don't know if i want to ask him again because he genuinely has like an artistic belief that a recording of him speaking his ideas takes away some freedom from him or something yeah
1: i mean i i don't doubt his sincerity as an artist i just wonder how much of it is a construct Do you know what yeah. i mean like
0: I am yeah no it's true that's why when people are always coming you know kj has an unreleased movie i have an unreleased album everyone's like you guys t- Say all your shit But like Put your money where your mouth is I don't have a counter argument I'm like you know what You're right No they're right yeah. generally
1: Well I mean That's what we spoke about Before as well Is that like You guys Are kind of This is born out of being like This happened when like COVID you Yeah, started, yeah. So it's, like, <laughs> it's like Frustrated artists exactly. During COVID mm-hmm. And it had a vibe and you have, like, like you've spoken before, you have, like, cold pods and you have, like, hot pods. It <laughs> happens to be, like, a hot pod, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we don't Stephen know how. Stephen Curry
1: <laughs> might have a pod, but I bet it's cold. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, they, people right. There's
2: so you, many cold pods. So many cold in, pods incredible from people there, who, who who's
1: are It's Who's the one that's, like, you'd think would be hot
2: but is cold? I hate to say it, but, like, actual famous people have cold pods. Yeah, there's it's like really a, wild.
0: There's, like, a Brie Larson pod. Yeah, wow. you know, what I mean? yeah, you like know what What's mean? going on There's been plenty of times where I'm like, oh, what's up with xyz artist who i used to see all the time who's kind of disappeared and i look it up and i'm like oh they have a cold pod surprise surprise <laughs> big fucking surprise there <laughs>
1: podcasting is the new being in a band right? yeah exactly it is. exactly you said that though yeah i don't know did don't you say steal that your quote. He did, yeah. It yeah. Say it's, that. did.
2: <laughs> it's a good we are in a band together
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no it, it's it's uh, th- i think that what we've spoken about before is that like i think that Talking about culture is fine, Mm -hmm. but making culture is what you want to be doing. Exactly, And I think that, like Tramel says, like, he's right. Like, everyone's got to put their money where their mouth is. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that, like, the thing, but the thing is that I liked about, about, that drew me to you guys. And then I think why we became friends is because that's always been quite obvious in this part that there's like a sense of optimism. It's mm-hmm. not like a jaded thing where yeah. you're like, fuck this and this shit sucks. And like, you know, I'm getting older and whatever. Yeah. It's like, where's the shit? Yeah. yeah. Like, where's the good shit?
2: Yeah. Like, where to is it? it? Like, yeah. I want to find
1: it. And w- can we be part of it? Should we be part of it? Yeah, Let's yeah, talk yeah. about like what yeah. we can do. Um, you know, so, and that's what, Th- and kind of that's that's what it's about. And um, I think that it's really cool that that this is, like, part of your broader artistic, like, statement. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. It's it's, like, most people, like... Okay, here's my hot take, like, post yeah. doing, like, loads, <laughs> Let's do of, it. loads of, like, <laughs> fucking interviews and shit like yeah. that, right? Is that you... As an artist, when I mean, you put a record out, like reviews are like a thing, mm-hmm. right? And like you know, like you do interviews with like journalists and shit yeah. like that. Now, I wanted to do this partially because of like our friendship, but also because like, I'm a fan of this and I enjoy this. So there's some things that I'm doing that's just like for me.
2: Yeah.
1: There's some things that you do that you do, right? Now, music journalism is one of those things where it's like. Now I don't want to like. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to <laughs> shit on like music journalists, right?
4: Oh please. <laughs> we <laughs> but, shit on film but, criticism all but day. But all the
1: good music journalists that I really love, like Joe the New York Times, or like Laura Snapes, or Michael Han, all these people, they're kind of writers that yeah, like, want to yeah. write books. Exactly. And end up do wanting to write writing books if they're good enough, right? Because mm. the truth is, right. There's no famous music review?
3: Yeah.
2: Facts. (laughs)
1: there isn't one there's no. famous pieces of critique you know you've got like yeah. Ga- you've got like Frank Sinatra's got a cold or like you've got like famous pieces of
0: or Mark Fisher on Burial yeah, yeah. Mark
1: yeah. Fisher on Burial you have like famous things that come through but they're not p- more reviews they're more kind of like you know exactly. like philosophies almost yeah
0: and it, and, it, and it there is a sense of like the personal relationship the writer has with exactly the, yeah
1: but the thing is with music journalism is that even with the internet is that music journalism is a service Right. Like when you had like linear streams of media, like you would buy a, I don't know, like a newspaper or a music magazine and the reviews would be like adverts. It'd be like, what are you going to spend your record money on? Mm-hmm. Like, and you'd yeah. read the reviews and you'd judge it based on that. Now, by the time you have to read the review. You've already got time to listen to the music and make your own mind up. So it's kind of like it becomes just an exercise for writers to write, which is fine. But if you're a writer and that's your art Mm -hmm. and that exists purely based on somebody else's art that people care more about, eventually you don't want to be that. Yeah. You know, sure. unless you're like the most famous music journalist ever yeah. that I can't name.
2: Who is that? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm not. I, this is a thing. This is yeah.
1: not me being like a resentful. Like, because we've always had great, kind of, kind of good reviews or like mixed reviews. Like, I'm not a jaded artist, but it doesn't. Music and like the the critique and music and film is like very, very different. Like, um so there's that so it's kind of like there's no famous music reviews so yeah. you don't really need to worry about that because yeah. like like it'll it'll have a life of its own you d- I don't know if I told you this story which is a different tangent but like like what has been weird for me recently is watching like like we love like film right and mm-hmm. film and TV let's I'd say TV's in it's like golden age yeah right that's now, exactly right yeah music's not no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Film is weird, pre- weird, but pretty great. A lot of the time, a lot There's, of good movies. Yeah. And um, I was thinking about this. I was like talking to the, I had like, I was sat next to some like 13 year old kid. He's like the son of some like music guy. And I was just like talking to him. And I was like, Hey, what, so what kind of like music do you like? And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, well, what like, um, what artists do you listen to? And he was like, I, don't know. I was like, all right, well, what's, what songs do you like? And he said, he said, what full songs?
0: Whoa! Wow! And I was like, whoa! Yeah, that's Just the, the TikTok shit. On I, yeah. Well,
1: it's, uh, yeah, that t- essentially that TikTok shit. But like, I didn't realize that the form yeah. that I yeah. recognize as being the smallest denomination, yeah, like, like yeah, the, the yeah, song, yeah. it doesn't get like
2: yeah, smaller than smaller song. than the song. Yeah. You got
1: the album, you got the. Whole th- I was like, whoa! Okay, now, and then I started thinking like, well. It's interesting with music because that isn't happening in film and TV. We either want like content to be six seconds long or six months long. Yeah. yeah we right. want like the longest story that has like Dostoevsky level narratives exactly. and fifty different characters. Yeah, yeah. We want the Sopranos every week. Mm. But then we or we want it to be like six minutes. Yeah. If somebody says to you, "Can I show you a video?" and you say, "Yeah," and they pull up YouTube and it says nine minutes,
2: it's over. Yeah,
1: that feeling is just the worst <laughs> feeling. <of> the world. <laughs> yeah, I do. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Wait,
2: no, but it's good. Yeah, it's at four minutes. And it's like stand up or something. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, can't, I can't do this. <laughs>
1: but it made me think, like, well, maybe like. Say you have like Instagram influencers, right? Yeah. Some like young girl who's cute, who is, not even like sexualizes herself, but some like young cute girl, and she gets a bunch of Instagram followers. I've noticed quite a natural con, a natural step is like they get a ukulele or they get a guitar, and Yeah. Th- there becomes a uh, uh, what's it called, like a SoundCloud link. Yeah, yeah. And it's like listen to my music, buy my music. Yeah it's never read my screenplay. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it, so it feels like the, what people have seen is this almost like shortcut to like like mu- doing music is kind of easy if you're cute enough, almost right. not just with girls, but with like dudes as well. Whereas like, there's no kind of like social media shortcuts to like being a DOP yeah. or like writing, being a great screenwriter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is why I think we're in this kind of weird place yeah. where, like, there's still great music, but there's just a lot of dross and,
0: like... Well, yeah, it's it's so weird because it became this thing where if you told musicians from any other era, what if you didn't even need a label? You could sit in your bed and press a button and everything you've recorded, which you could do in your house by yourself, was just available for everyone in the world to see. They would have said, oh, that sounds like a utopia that will never happen. And that it's exactly what happened, but it somehow has become... It just became, like, worse because over-accessibility, kind of over it cheapened, like, being able to make money off of it. It just actually... It's weird. The increased accessibility actually got bad.
1: Well, Chamel, Let's bring it back yeah, to Tramiel. Yeah. Yeah. Tramiel talks it. about that idea of how, like... <coughs> what does he say? He was saying that, like... Well, no, it's kind of that... It's kind of a Mark Fisher idea, isn't it? Where he he says that, like, the idea... We all kind of just assume or buy into this idea that young people are at the forefront of cultural change, right? Mm -hmm. And that's always been the case through the 20th century. But it's also because, like, the economy has allowed that to happen. You know, where are we? Like, in the 90s, you could be a middling musician Mm -hmm. afford to live around here, work in like a coffee shop. Do you know what I mean? There would be parties. Not every single space was sanctioned between like, you know, like essentially the cops and the real estate industry. There was places you could go party. There was places where things were happening. But now young people don't have those environments. They don't have any money and they're forced to kind of make the most homogenous, they're they're like making the, what does he say, like the flat design for the internet startup. Do you know what I mean? Because
0: they also have to sell themselves in a way they didn't have to before.
1: let's get the back. We we grew up, you can't sell out. Yeah. Yeah. So when we were growing up, the one thing you didn't do was sell out. Mm. And generationally, they had to morph that into get the bag because capitali- capital. I sound like a six format, look oh, at okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way that the world is now doesn't allow them to do that. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of like, it's difficult. And also like, I'm in a band, so like, I can't really relate to this individualization of subculture because like, all subculture has become like individualized right it's yeah. like, you used to gr- you used to dress like groups of people like scenes of people yeah. now kids dress like individuals like the incentive to create to like unite and then be bigger than something. yeah the idea of the individual like you know the strokes were the last people to change how people dressed. Yeah. And yeah, me yeah. and KJ still do it. Yeah. You know, so it's like it's it's kind of like it's that idea isn't being sold to people because to be like a goth, when I was growing up, you had to find out where the goths hung out in right. your city. You could talk to them, yeah, find out what shows they went to. Yeah. Read the books they read, watch the movies, and you immersed yourself in a subculture and you became that thing.
4: Yeah.
1: It doesn't really exist anymore.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, but maybe that's just like kind of getting old and maybe there's loads of shit going on that I just but it's it's, it's
0: because it's hyper it's hyper competitive I mean labels used to invest in like kind of raw potential now you have to have your own brand that has shown some kind of at least on the internet success before well that's an interesting thing though because I've thought about this as somebody who runs a label right
1: because I try and put myself in the shoes of like a 17 year old kid because when i was growing up i was you thought you need a label right so you get really really good and you impress the label and then you put music out whereas now you just fuck you just put music out like that's yeah. what you're you kind of doing so when i'm like looking at a young artist or something or traditionally you'd think don't have anything out so when you come out it like explodes yeah right but then i think if i was 17 mm-hmm. and i had the ability to like put music out yeah and I hadn't done it. Yeah. How much would I want it? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like I wouldn't have been able to like I, I didn't I couldn't get arrested. I had to start my own label at 21 after every label came and literally went, "Nope, too weird. Yeah. We want an indie band." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if I had the ability outside of my space which we did put our music on and stuff mm. like that. If we had the ability to like put stuff on Spotify, and hope that it catches an algorithm or something like that. We, the, the 17 year old me, would have done that. Right. So it's only kind of with the professional hindsight that I could say, oh, you know, don't do this or don't do that. But I also don't really believe in that because I think that, like, now, discovery, as much as it was when. We loved alternative music, right? So discovery was always part of our experience. Mm-hmm. Like when you first heard Forte on like 120 minutes or something like yeah, that, yeah. you had to be up at two o'clock in the morning and be a weird kid. Yeah. So you had that solidarity with those people, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you know, it's like I, you know, I look after like an artist like Biba Doobie. Like one of the main reasons Biba Doobie is enormous is because the lion's share of her fans. Have been there from the beginning, yeah. and that's why she's big.
3: Yeah. The
1: enemy didn't go. This is your new favorite artist. Here's one song. We're the gatekeepers of culture. Listen to us. Right. Kids were like, "No, we've made the decision. We fuck with her." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I yeah. think that discovery is a massive part of the experience of like yeah. you're having a relationship with an artist now. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. 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 No, I know of. I won't name names, but I know of more than one person who passed on little peep because they were like oh yeah what is this small well, labels and then obviously it was it was that they just it happened organically online and everybody was like kicking themselves
1: it was the same thing with the 75 like we couldn't we weren't we had this whole thing of like i was trying to say cuz when people uh, when people came to to like our studio like we played them if you know the seventy-five, like "Sex," "Chocolate," "The City," like all these like early songs, yeah, they were all there, yeah. But it didn't sound like didn't sound like uh, the bands that were getting signed at the time. These kind of yeah, like yeah, post-Liberty yeah. and monkeys monkeys right. kind of bands, but they were getting like huge deals on regular, regular labels, and I was you know, we're in touch with culture. We like being on the ground level. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. I was like that at 17. I was a spec, I was like a nerdy kid. Yeah. And I was saying all these like lofty things, like the band didn't dress indie. We played like weird instruments, like, you know, like, and I was like, we create in the way we consume and that's, what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, like nobody listens to a genre of music anymore. Like, right. That's an old yeah. thing. Yeah, like, totally. so nobody's going to be incentivized to create a genre of music at any point. And if they are, it's gonna feel retrospective because yeah. the internet is just opening up, yeah. right? It's it's just opening everything up. It's it opened up gender, it opened up style, it opened up aesthetic, it opened up everything. Um, everything became a conversation. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to anybody telling anybody what everything was. Yeah. Um, so we were always like that. We were always saying that's what we're gonna do. And then, like I said, we couldn't get signed. So then we set up our own label, like maybe naively, but only just because like us and our manager believed in ourselves. And then Zane Lowe started smashing our record and and that was it. Yeah. And all the major labels came back and they were like, yo, what's up? And we were like, yo, <laughs> <laughs> we were like, yo what's up, how are you guys doing? And, <laughs> and we kind of managed to be like, well, you know, it's happening now and you can't get into our show. Reading Festival and all this stuff. So it's like, you know, I think the really lofty, pretentious thing I said at the age of like 23 <laughs> to a bunch of regular people was like, it's my car, but you can get in the back.
4: <laughs> 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 and that's kind of what
1: happened. Like, you know, like we never, I've never had a dude in a jacket or any, there's never been a person involved in seventy five isn't me, Jamie, Patty. Um, ed, you know, like our team, so um, it worked out well in the end, but
2: and that's a powerful position to be in. Yeah, that's like I mean, pretty I much the like best origin. That story. is the ideal in yeah, a way. It is. It is,
1: but it only. But it's like, it is, but it was born out of like it was born out of strife. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Frustration. A lot of things, yes. like it didn't I mean? feel good at the time. No, it didn't feel good at the time. But the nice thing about it is that it didn't come with any kind of, like, vitriol yeah, yeah, or yeah. redemption. Right. Like, I didn't... Like I, I genuinely... I almost, like, empathized with these, pe- these people. I was like, <laughs> before the word boomer existed, I yeah. was like, these guys are just... They don't get it. Like, yeah, if, like, yeah. he, and I had this, like, whole album in my first... Regardless of whether you liked 75 or whatever, like, loads of people do. And I had, like, that whole album in my head. I was like, I just... Just need, to yeah. fucking just do this. Just trust me, like, people will like it. This sector, people will like it, and um, that was also so, yeah, so like, yeah, like owning our own label, and like, and you know, and since then, we've done the Japanese house, Wolf Alice, like Biba Doobie, Rina Sawiyama, like, like, we've become like a a proper label, you know, and, yeah. But, but the reason that the label works is because we just want it to be factory that worked,
0: yeah, 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 yeah,
1: you know, yeah. we don't we don't have like a boardroom or a way of doing things with our artists. We basically fall in love with an artist, like gawp at them mm. and then go, what do you want to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what do you want to do? I'll pay, I'll pay. What like, do you want to do that? Yeah. So it's like <coughs> we sign stuff that we love and that we believe in and then it just does its own thing because it is an artist. I think if you start getting into the, the way of trying to create, Artistry, do you yeah. know. What I mean, you get like, well, sometimes it does work. You know, some of the biggest artists in the world right now. Are but you're
2: constructs. having a marketing meeting rather than like a an art meeting.
1: But the thing is, it's like, yeah, and and I think that that's where I don't really, I, I can't really understand the whole like the um. Not that I can't understand it. Is that you know, like, oh, I get cancelled all the time, but I don't really. Yeah. Because I'm not homophobic. I'm not racist. I've not done a sex attack. Yeah. I'm not like, (laughs) I don't don't actually get cancelled. I just like sometimes say something that isn't like, isn't everything great and everyone nice? Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's not that. It's just, so what I don't empathize that much with is like PR teams. I don't see the point when the veil now is so thin between fat. Like, it's gone. Dude, after rave, like, you used to have like, David Bowie and the audience. yeah, And the audience were like, they might as well have been looking at Bowie like that. And he's down there. And same with Michael Jackson, all that kind of shit. Rave happened and it w- became way more democratic. It went like that. Yeah. And it was like, actually the audience are just as important. This is David Bowie was saying this. Actually the audience adjust as um, adjust as, do I need to, am I good? So I'm having tech problems, (laughs) but I'm just saying that back in the day there was this huge like pantheonized like there was pantheons of culture, right? Yeah, yeah. So you had pantheons of culture back in the day that were um, that were on this massive pedestal, and you'd have people looking up at Bowie, looking up at Michael Jackson, looking up at all those kind of people. And then when rave music happened, it became way more democratic, and it was like nah the audience and the performer are just as much a part of that kind of thing. So, and then, so that became established, and now, like, 30 years later, we're in this idea- place where you can, like, tweet Rihanna. Yeah.
2: Like, yeah. If so, you yeah, tweet the right, right thing, yeah, exactly. she might
1: tweet you back. Like, yeah. like, the veil of, like... If you had a problem with Michael Jackson back in the day, you'd have to have a problem with it during the day. Then you go home, And you write a letter. (laughs) You send it to the fan club. (laughs) And you'd wait for the... By the time you'd written the letter, you know you're over
2: it. Yeah. Now they can just DM you.
1: Now they can just DM you. So eventually what happens is that the veil between artist and consumer becomes so thin. Any pretense is like so... Is like as authentic as a Diet Coke. Yeah. That You don't believe people who would just like not dynamic or like yeah do you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. i like, don't have any dynamic and this is the thing i've talked about on like my or like people ask me questions about my latest record which by the way i'd rather not talk about yeah this is i think one of the misconceptions that people have about artists <laughs> Yeah, like do you know what i mean they're like fuck chat. i'd rather like do this yeah than fuck off i mean mm-hmm. i don't want to like over explain my art you know what i mean but i just like have to do it my heart <laughs> Don't overexplain my music, and um, yeah, just listen to it. Yeah, just listen to it. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like, also, it's good for me. Yeah, it's, like it's good therapy.
0: It is. Like yeah.
1: Sometimes it's like I think it's about you go to a therapist. This is how I feel. This is what that means. And they go, "Are you sure this is not how you feel?" And <laughs> it doesn't mean that. And you go, yeah. "Oh shit, good." <laughs> That's how I feel with music sometimes. But um, I digress because I I was just saying like there's no The artifice, there's no point in it. So what I feel with me is that, like, if you're... My word of the month is, like, earnest. So, like, if you're earnest all the time, you get, like, ever-diminishing returns on your, like, authenticity. Mm -hmm. Because it's not met with anything else. Yeah. So, for example, at least when I say something, like, real from the heart, the people that are listening to it, my fans are like... Fucking hell, I believe that at least. Yeah. Or, or fucking hell, he said that. Can't yeah. believe he said that. Because that's not what I say all the time. Yeah. And I think that th- this is the thing. It's like, I don't, I don't think that people should like pretend to not be people anymore in this kind of thing. And it's not post-wokeness. Mm. I am bored of wokeness. Yeah. Like, I do not see it as a viable worldview. Yeah. But... It's not that. It's just like an era of more like authenticity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: totally. Yeah, that's... I mean, kind of back to the podcast conversation. I think we kind of openly will just kind of try to work things through on this and c- kind of not even arrive at a conclusion. At the end, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I was completely wrong. I don't know. And I I, I personally like when people do that because no one ever does. People... People think that it makes them some some type of like more uh, strong of a person to just be, be bullheaded, yeah, yeah, and 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 like just be kind of pontificating all the time. And it's actually, in my view, makes you much more stronger of a person and more realized, uh, more secure of a person to, to, I don't know, admit that maybe you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. well the nuance of that conversation is the
2: arrival if you arrive at you know working that problem out well well, it's actually
0: working that problem out is is what you should be arriving at it's it's not coming to a conclusion because there aren't conclusions to everything you know things are true and not like things are contradictory well it's like you
2: said it's like one day you're cancelled and then the next day you're not
1: well I had a tweet the other day that like Ireland on Monday was like We the nation of Ireland, yeah. Like we hate you. Yeah, never come back here. You're (laughs) cancelled. Ireland on Friday was. Here is your number one album.
4: Congratulations.
1: (laughs) I don't think that it means anything. Back to Tramel. Yeah. Tramel says. You can only know around about 150 people. So everybody has a social media account. So they, once it gets over 150 people, they naturally start performing to their followers yep. as an audience. Yeah. Now, when you have an audience, you become the main character. What yeah. does the main character be? Benevolent and good. Mm-hmm. Unless you're a troll, which you do anonymously. Mm-hmm. Nobody plays the main character in their real life. Yeah. So you search for ways to be the main character. And it's so solipsistic, but you don't realize that because everybody else is doing it, which is why, again, I'm paraphrasing Tramel. You'll see Taylor Swift and some guy that works at a microbrewery that you went to school with <laughs> posting like they're talking to a packed convention center. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. It's this weird phenomenon. Yeah. And this is where cancel culture comes in because culture recognizes that everybody wants to be the good guy but people don't really have a bad guy in their life. Yeah, Most people don't have a worthy adversary,
2: Yeah,
1: that especially that suits the narrative of the benevolent protagonist. Mm-hmm. So every week culture generates a bad guy for all of us good guys yeah. to turn around and go, look how much I hate the bad guy and look how good I am right. for it. Mm-hmm. But the reason we forget about whatever moral indiscretion or I don't even have an example right now it's because we don't give a fuck about it.
2: Yeah.
1: Because it's just I don't want to sound like Jordan Peterson but it's just like fucking virtue signaling it like it really is and everybody is tired of that. Yeah. Like it is tiresome like the infographic era is tiresome. Yeah. If we can solve the Middle East problem on Twitter, should we?
2: <laughs> True. True. <laughs> should we? Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: should we treat things with more reverence? Because now everyone's an activist, which is apparently the most important role in the world. Mm-hmm. But everyone is one. Yeah. So it's the most important role But everyone that needs is to be yeah, taken yeah. the most what? seriously and <laughs> no, should I think, be done. Yeah. But everyone yeah. is one. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't we just have like really, yeah. really good ones? Yeah. And we do what we do and let them be like really good activists and we support them and empower them and uphold them and let them be pillars in their community or whatever it may be instead of all using it to demonstrate that we're a nice person because no one gives a fuck. Yeah, You know, like that David Foster Wallace thing, you will care a lot less what people think of you when you realize how seldom they do. Yeah, 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 exactly. That doesn't apply to me, (laughs) but like, if you're a normal person. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I know. Doesn't it kind of fuck you up to think like so many people who you know casually, if you died, they'd just be like out chilling like two days later? Maybe the same night. Yeah. I mean, what else are they supposed to do? I don't blame them, but it still messes with your head. What, the life
1: goes on thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what bums me out about like a kind of the concept of like death it's not that, that there's like because everyone's like what's it like after you die it's like the same before you were born I wasn't like sat there for five billion years <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm not worried about that but I don't like leave the party early yeah exactly that's, that's lame yeah know? exactly it's the idea that like culture and humor and jokes still go on without you. That's yeah. what weirds yeah. me out. It's yeah. not that like trees and mountains and stuff. It's that like <laughs> it's FOMO, nuance and yeah, arguments yeah. and technology and bullshit and nothing. Good parties. Yeah, Good it's parties gonna, there's parties another party. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, like that's well, but that's that's what life's about. I mean, parties, man. You always talk about parties. Parties <laughs> are yeah, exactly. They're parties, important.
0: All right they are they really are they that 100% that they're are. more well yeah again this is the internet thing they you know people look at parties or this like the word party i guess it's like an unserious thing um which i guess it can be but but those are real kind of not only culturally defining things but personally defining things like that that's the kind of the point of life is
1: 100% other people you know and also the, the 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 kind of if we talk about that senius idea that we always exactly. talk about it's like there's certain things that wouldn't exist in so for example there's like things that 75 is like quite a big band now and then you hear like other bands doing like versions of what we've been doing mm-hmm. and those ideas came from a place. Like my ideas, like if we didn't throw like the nightmare before Christmas Eve, which was like my house party uh, (laughs) at the night, the night before Christmas Eve, which was the most infamous party. This Is at a time where like skins parties were a thing as well? So like Mm -hmm. the police were very involved in the tabloids and all this kind of thing. But we had just like a bunch of bands play at my house. Now my friend's band airship, Elliot ended up being in the band editors, but he played this song with his band, and it was like this like droning chord, na 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 and the bass kind of like revolved underneath it. And I was watching. I was like, "What is this fucking song? It was unreleased band didn't have music out. We were just fucking around." Yeah. That song essentially is sex, which now is like this huge song. Now, if I wasn't like at that party, not at a show. Yeah, because yeah. you don't go to a show and steal someone's song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go exactly. To a party. It's a. <laughs> I'm yeah. at a party. Yeah. Yeah. It's my friend's band, and they're fucking going nowhere. Mm. You know, I'm not giving you publishing, Elliot. It's like a droning chord. But, <laughs> <laughs> but still, like it's like the inspiration was there, and um, yeah, no parties. Oh, oh. I mean you see it in like Meet Me at the Bathroom or whatever. Do you yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Like that exactly. kind of like when someone first discovers Julian Casablanca's like he is a person, his personality inspired like that whole mm-hmm. you know moment. So um so that's the thing, like and there's less there's less environments for like kind of unsanctioned kind of parties.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean that's kind of New York's strength, which is why I love it here. but um it it is important it's it's when things get too (sighs) online it becomes that main character syndrome thing like we're talking about everyone's just individually speaking on a podium to their however many followers that like it really kind of i mean the word community gets thrown around so easily that it almost doesn't mean anything anymore but it's more nuanced than community it is this kind of shared thing like you're talking about you hearing this band play seniors thing and, and it's it's a shame because it's just like in a competitive economy because things are expensive and it's hard to make money off art. So people become a little more infighting now. Not infighting, just more competitive. And and well, it's you a have bummer. Th- you have this theory about
1: the kind of weaponization of wokeism due to the economic situation exactly. that we're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explain that.
0: I I think... um, Well, I mean, cancel culture, or whatever you want to call it. It started under the idea that you wanted someone who was dangerous or predatory, etc. You wanted to put them... Get them out of the way, make them not in a position where they can be predatory anymore. Okay, great. Who's going to disagree with that? But it evolved into something else. And I would notice just people... Took glee in these things happening, and it wasn't because they were excited that a dangerous person was gone. Because a lot of the times, people being canceled, it was not even for anything dangerous. It was just something they said, or whatever. it was, you know, there, there was, there were no, there was no threat from this person. It was just people were finding glee in someone else mm-hmm. losing, getting out of the race. Yeah, it's yeah. Like yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it just. Oh, oh, yeah, no, you're talking more about like there's more room for him me him. now because this person's out of the way. This person is a little more successful artist than me. Now everyone's hating on them. Great. Now there's more room for me. And people were... I could feel like the ex- people taking glee in someone else's downfall. And it wasn't because a dangerous person was not able to be dangerous anymore. It was purely self-interested. It was... Well, now I the, can that's get ahead. That's the
1: funny thing about it, though, is that, like, what people... Like, the, the people... The, this confusion between, like, cancel culture and just what the town square is now is that, like... If you're Harvey Weinstein Mm. and you're like a criminal and you get found out to be a criminal, then loads of people talk about it. Mm. And the main place that people talk is on Twitter. Yeah. That's not getting canceled. Right. That's just being a criminal now. Yeah. 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 Like That's why I'm not like worried because people ask me about that. Are you never worried about like the kind of shit? It's like, do you never think that the reason that I'm not worried is because I haven't done anything wrong?
0: Mm. Yeah. It's true. Yeah it's true you talked me out of this What after after the infamous crumps piece oh uh, the crumps piece yeah yeah
1: which i fucking loved it's <laughs> yeah. Incredible. i love I mean, the whole thing it's yeah a great piece of writing yeah
0: no you talked me you you gave me this this talk of like it doesn't actually have real world effect you have to realize like what you're you're being affected by something that doesn't really exist 100 well, it's like, 100%. It's, In so like, many it's
2: like Nick and Adam, it's like the Stella guys, it's like yeah, people yeah. who are like, How are these guys not cancelled? or like aren't they so on the on the edge? It's like they're not worried about it because they're basically good guys. Well, no, it's because yeah. you
1: can you can you can sniff it out. You can, te- like, you can tell. Like this is the whole thing. It's like, you know, we were just laughing at what was that fucking Jordan Peterson shit where he said that <laughs> like would, government mandated girlfriends? And he was like <laughs> being deadly serious about <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> So funny. The guy just needs to get like so late. Um Yeah, the but but what why did I mention that? Because like what were we talking about? Um before fucking that?
0: Uh, the the capitalistic competitive nature of no 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 but like the stuff?
1: crumps piece and like
0: oh of just how it um, oh
1: okay so well, you need to let like dumb or like racist or like bigoted people talk so you can be like so you can ignore them like, yeah you know what I mean like you can't like censor people because you like need to be able to hear where like the dumb shit is right yeah mm-hmm. but no I think that there isn't like a real world effect to that because it isn't people don't really like care that much yeah like people don't really care about anything apart from outside of their life everything else is kind of like a performance so this is the thing is like with you guys with like the come town with the adam friedland show boys with all those kind of things like you know where it's coming from because you can feel it because you're a real person Yeah. yeah you don't need it explained to you yeah yeah it's like a movie yeah it's like if there's fucking, if there's like a movie and it's about a guy and a woman and they have two kids and they're getting a divorce and one of the kids wants to. Th- you don't start the movie by saying, "Hey, this is John and this is Jane and they have a kid." You just cut into the conversation,
4: mm.
1: yeah. and your your brain and your empathy and your sem- your sympathy and your being a person kind of kicks in. Yeah. So it's like, I like sure misconstrue things all you want yeah but like the truth will out and the truth will out by how interested people are in it because like it's just not really it's just all fucking noise at the end of the day like you know like and we've kind of it's also about like conditioning Mm -hmm. with like your or your audience if you're chronically online in like a woke way what you're really doing is waking up every day and being like i need to affirm to the world who i am
3: yeah right so just, when you do
1: that every day yeah so like that great line in louis where uh, leno phones him up and mm-hmm. he's gonna get the job at like letterman mm-hmm. and he's like you can't be funny every night it's like you can't be good and woke and virtuous and clever and smart and an artist every day like on online so when you try and do that it kind of like yeah it kind of d- doesn't really work and then i think that you just get into these kind of cycles where you buy into this idea that you have all these like real-world consequences that you don't because it's a fucking app for grown-ups Like Twitter is a Twitter yeah. is a game for grownups. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah. be like really trivial but like it's an app that you download that you go on and you get as many hearts as possible yeah by you through your behavior mm-hmm that's what it is, yeah, and it's become this like part of society and stuff like that, but that's what the incentive structure is, yeah, nobody go nobody's like people go on Twitter for entertainment, you know. There's no, like, you know, like, the guy who sits down on, like, the Sunday and reads, like, the Sunday Times. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't go on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, what's going on?
4: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's not why people are there. Yeah. They're
1: there to be, like, titillated and annoyed and, you know, it's like, so it's kind of what it is. That's why I've, like, stopped the woke shit. Because the woke shit for me wasn't even, like, woke shit. It was, like, kind of real. Like, I grew up, like, my granddad was on, like, the first drag queens in the uk Mm -hmm. i grew up like with both of my parents being like uh west end theater actors Mm. so like all of the people that around that were around me that were really successful were kind of like gay black interesting like they they did things with their body or they they were musicians for a living so i was just like all right i'll do that do you know what i mean yeah and i saw where that came from. So then when I became a growing up and I became aware that, Oh, you know what? There's actually kind of groups of people that try and like oppress these groups of people, whether it be gay people, or black people, like not to be selfish, but like as an artist, I was kind of like, guys, like this is where the best art comes from. Yeah. Yeah. If you want like good art, just like leave,
2: let these people be, let
1: these people be and just like do their thing. It was Mm a very like, I've always had like very classic liberal values and what I would call like now, like the morally obvious. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Totally. Don't, oppress people I mean like obviously yeah you know like, <laughs> 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 don't be like a fascist don't yeah. be horrible to people because of the way they live, live their life and then so like but then it's a bit like but one point, and so I'd always be saying these things, you know, like I support these ideas. And then, you know, like wokeism and your kind of, you you know, like the movement that happened in the wake of like Jordan Peterson Peterson, and all of your kind of mm. like SJWs and stuff. I'd find myself like saying what I thought were just like classic liberal beliefs. And then they'd be like, yeah, and and defund the police. And I'd be like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> right, right, no <laughs> I'm not, so which, that's why I kind of like backed away from like the Twitter thing. Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. yeah. Because it was like, I don't want to be a pawn in the culture war. I yeah. also want to write about it and be able to make jokes. So yeah. I don't want to be like part of it and like be a hypocrite. Mm. And also like, it's not, yeah, it's not, um, I don't know. It, it, it's not something that I, so for me, like the things that I really love in my life are like r- good, funny and like good art. Yeah. That's like the joy in my life. Yeah. So I was like, that's all I want to kind of present. In, on, well, that kind online. Of, it
0: comes through in your lyrics, especially like "Love It If We Made It" and then songs on the new one. You you like reference things in a way that kind of makes sense, that draws connections, that doesn't feel. Uh, like you're just kind of throwing things into the void, but it's not like really stating an opinion. I wouldn't say well, that. That's exactly it's not it. Political it music. Well, this
1: is the thing. Now, this is a, this is not like something that I intended, but because right. people have said that to me before, I've I've reflected on what they meant, and I think it's because like I am not judge. I'm not a judgmental person. Like, I love my opinions. You know, we talk shit like or whatever, yeah. but like I'm not a judgmental person. I'm also very willing to have an opinion listen to someone and have it change in real time. Yeah. yeah, Have it change yeah. in real time on camera. Yeah. And be yeah. like, totally. No, it, exactly. That's what I was wrong about that. Mm. So the thing is we'd love it. If we made it, that song wouldn't have worked. If I'd have gone, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wrong. That's right. Because my lyrics, because I'm always asking myself stuff, it's always questions. It's like, should we do that? Mm. Is this, image okay like yeah, they, yeah, yeah. all these rhetorical questions that were kind of like no yeah like, the, i was just kind of stating the morally obvious Um, i don't even think from a position of the left i just think from a position of like a human yeah so i think that there's a kind of there is an objectivity in my lyric there is a s- subjectivity in my lyrics where i'm I'm not, I'm not judging because you can quite easily hear that I'm like figuring myself out mm-hmm. or like, um, but But yeah, that I think you just kind of, that, 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 that came with like probably like so much introspection on my first couple of records. Mm-hmm. Then when I decided to go out, I think that like that required, I knew that that required like a lot of empathy. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like I've spoken about myself, like with such um. With such analysis and kind of nuance and care, Mm. I felt like right. Well, if you're going to talk about the world, like you need to do it with the same kind of thing. Which is why I kind of try and do that.
2: Yeah, I wanted to ask you about. It's interesting to hear you say. Like, how long were you off of Twitter for?
1: Well. My actual Twitter that became like a thing, that went in 20, that went at the George Floyd, when George Floyd happened. Oh, nice. Because I tweeted that um, I was getting like hassled on Twitter to the point that I noticed it, which I never really did because I'd been
2: yeah.
1: soft cancelled a million times. Yeah. This is what I was talking about conditioning. Right. So I hadn't conditioned my audience to shut the fuck up basically yeah. about stuff that was not a place to talk about on Matty Healy's Instagram. Right. Like fucking Israel Palestine. Yeah. People are asking me about that on my Instagram. Be like, I have a bit more respect for the situation. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Then kind of like, anyway. But so what happened was I was getting fucking hassled, and I was in my era where I felt quite um, my back against the wall. Like you, like you do. Like when yeah, you got cancelled, exactly. you feel like it's not a nice feeling, man. Mm-hmm. When loads of people are having a go at you. So everyone was like, why don't you talk about this? Why don't you talk about this? You talk about everything. Why don't you talk about this? Because he's black. I was like, what the fuck are you, what are you on about? So I think I tweeted something. And then I tweeted, love it if we made it. Because love it if we made it was a song that came out two years before that I'd worked on for like a year and a half that wasn't a tweet that I'd thought up in a minute. Mm-hmm. It was like the most cohesive Thing that I had to say on that subject, right. Right. which was what people were asking me for. Yeah. And then I did that, and then people were like, You're trying to monetize the death of George Floyd right. for the half a half a half a half a pence you get. Yeah. Exactly. I was a bit like, What the fuck are you on about? Like, and I didn't run away. I was just a bit like, in that moment, I kind of realized it for what it was. It felt unhealthy. It, it, you know, it's not that it felt unhealthy. I just, I got the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, okay. oh, there is no apology or there is no, you can't tweet enough stuff to make it right because that's not what people want. They're not there for you to make it right. They're there yeah, for yeah, you to yeah. continuously make it wrong. So I was just like, fuck it. I'll just write about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of like stepped away from it. And now... People don't expect me to talk on those issues. People kind of give me the benefit of the doubt a little bit and give me a little bit more context. Yeah. Because, yeah, because it's a bit like, you know, I don't quite do what like Harry Styles does, like not to call out Harry Styles. I think that he's great, but like he manages to like say like
2: nothing. Exactly. Like, that's, not, like literally nothing. That's my sort of question because like you get people like to, like to me, like an ideal would be someone like Burial who just drops an EP at yeah. the end of the year and like know, yeah, yeah, and you yeah. just don't hear from him. There's the Mark Fisher interview and then that's it. Yeah. But then we're obsessed with people like Gallo who, I mean, he had a moment on Instagram where he was like d- doing his t-shirts and all of this and he's, he's provoking and he has lots of opinions about lots of things. And it's uh, th- the idea of like the person... Alongside the art and like where is the ideal? Is it a constant engagement with the public and a provocation or conditioning? Well this is
1: the thing we were talking about. Like we'd watch videos or interviews of Hunter S. Thompson probably mm. more than we'd read a lot of the stuff in yeah. like Rolling Stone that he did. Like like sometimes like like Burroughs as a figure, I'm probably more interested in than Burroughs as a writer. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. sin as a figure, same kind of thing. Um Basquiat as a person way more than an artist. Um but, like, so, yeah, I I don't know. For me, like, like Nick Drake fucking died. Yeah. So he's forever interesting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so there's, yeah. like, there's in death, you have that. Right. But I feel like it becomes... I have a song called, like, Nothing Revealed, Everything Denied, because it does become a bit like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. where people just become... What I don't want to be is... So quiet on what I actually believe that I'm allowed to be celebrated through association and projection. So you stand me next to Demna Gasphalia and someone goes, fashion icon. Yeah. Or you stand me next to stevie nicks on a red carpet and someone goes so great songwriter do you know what i mean like I, i'm not really interested in association and those kind yeah of things. Yeah, like, yeah yeah and i think a lot of people are now do you know what i mean Definitely. Like, very like you know everything's very associative i think the 75 didn't really grow up in this scene that i'm so obsessed with because i've always really craved mm-hmm. we've always kind of been like kicked out of scenes to be honest with you like we've never really been a Allowed in scenes, not to right. be like, feel sorry for ourselves, but we just never really fit in. And then we never even fit in when we got big.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We just didn't. Like, we didn't fit in with like the Tame and Parlor, the Mac. Ma- I like me and Mac are mates and stuff yeah. like that, but like, never, which was great because we were never in anyone's way.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But it's difficult sometimes because like, I'll see us like headlining some like huge festival. I'm like, why? Yeah. Yeah we're like a band and like who else is, and there isn't really anyone else that's doing, and I don't think that I'm like that. But So we're a weird thing. Yeah. We've never been in a scene. We've never really been accepted by, we've just been, re- we're like the biggest like cult band. Right. Mainstream yeah, doesn't yeah, really yeah, yeah, get yeah. us. Yeah, I think the we, we relate to this. The alternative yeah. scene are only just starting to get us on this record or yeah. maybe on notes. mm kind of just been like the big like we always say like the biggest band in the world that no one's ever heard of yeah <laughs> yeah and i think also like things that were cool in 2014 2015 people like us are very aware of so yeah like hating on the 1975 is a bit like old school i've <laughs> yeah. I mean? yeah. like, seen as we've survived and we're still fucking pretty yeah. sick yeah you know what i mean it's a bit like yeah
0: no that is a weird feeling we i mean we talk about this all the time because we're obviously we have I don't smoke vapes by the way it's just because Curtis lent me his, because you can't smoke in it (laughs) (laughs) it looks good on you
1: what is this like I think it's peach
2: berry girl and
1: gummy (laughs) bear yeah girl 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 (laughs) flavor trick
2: flavor (laughs) Curtis likes kids stuff
0: Uh, (laughs) Um, fuck what was I saying
2: I don't remember No, but it's uh, the reason I was bringing it up with you is because, like, your music is good enough that you could have no public engagement, and I think it would probably be as big as it is.
1: Yeah, but, like, but I had to. Okay, fair. Yeah, fair enough. But, like, there's some people that do that, like, really well. And it's kind of like Frank Ocean does that, right? And he does it, like, perfectly. But that's Frank Ocean. Yeah. And I think that, like, with me regardless of whether i like it or not i'm not a gallo you know but me definitely sets the context for like what the 1975 is yeah like without me like even talking to you guys in the way that i talk like the 1975 is a bit more confusing like i do yeah, give yeah, it yeah. context in a yeah. cool way I, I don't even really care that much, to be honest, because like I, I, I grew up like, are we getting to two conversations here? <laughs> nepotism, <laughs> nepotism, baby. Let's put that to one side. I grew up in a invite. I grew up where my parents were famous in the UK, right? But they were famous in this kind of, you have like the National Enquirer, right? Yeah. We have like the, tab- like the tabloids in the 90s were fucking brutal. But the people that they would go for, you know, you would occasionally get your Angelina Jolie and stuff like that. But they would be like soap stars. Right. That would be like the level that you would go to. So I grew up going to the shop on my way to school and seeing like my home life, like my parents' marriage or something like that, like in the newspapers and stuff like that. I just grew up with this idea that my life was subject to Mm -hmm. conversation. Right. Before the idea of internet forum, which is kind of why I'm so obsessed with like this idea of forum and the internet. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. But the reason I mentioned that is because I was a witness to the mediation of the media quite a lot when I was younger. Right. How you do it, why you do it, when you do it. And I was never that. Like I was always me. I was never gonna be an actor. I was never gonna do what my parents do. Like the 1975 started when I was 13. Like you know what I mean? We wrote we wrote sex when we were fifteen, mm-hmm. roundabout. So it was like, it was all we were always going to be doing that. So I didn't expect like fame. I don't know what like the 700, 800 cap venues around here are, but in Manchester, if you were playing those, you were fucking massive. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. That that's for me where I thought my band would be playing. Right. Uh, AFI played the Academy one. Right, yeah, I, was, they were huge, if you ask me. Yeah, the Apollo, that's a different level. Mm-hmm. The arena, it's green day. I mean, forget about it. You yeah, you know what I mean? But when I did get famous in my own way, I think a switch went on in my head where I was like, I can't do this fucking chat. Like I like I'm not in Daft Punk, I'm not burial. I'm not from, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a, um, I'm not a ghost. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm kind of like a lad in a, in like a real band. Yeah. And I think that I decided to make every interview a conversation, which is why I became such an interesting interview. It was only because I wasn't doing interviews. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was just meeting grown-ups in pubs and telling them how I felt. And then that's why I got pissed off with headlines. That's what I don't like about interviews is headlines. I don't mind interviews. It's fucking headlines. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'll say something, and then it says, Matty Healy says this. Yeah. But that's like I've gone fucking... Yeah. ladies and gentlemen, in the barn, <laughs> stood up and being like, can I fucking tell you my opinion? That's not yeah. what I've done. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was in a conversation yeah, and yeah, that yeah, was yeah. said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Like it would be in any conversation. Then you t- so then you so And then that's the thing that goes on Twitter and then everyone's like, "What's what a fucking silly cunt. Why is he talking like that? And I'd feel the same. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't talk in headlines.
2: That's low-key why you are a bit gallo. Because that's
0: sort of his gri- gripe with yeah, His says, interview. Yeah, he says he's history. always taken out of context yeah. and he's just trying to talk and that's why he won't ever be recorded ever again.
1: But that's the opposite of me. I'm like, I'm just going to push through. A, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Well, because, no, Gallo early career. Yeah, like, Gallo
1: early. Because the truth will out. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. People like some guy from the Times asked me a question the other day. He was like, well, why do you think that when people do get like called out on the internet, they'll like retreat with their tail between the legs? I was like maybe because they did it yeah exactly Because <laughs> yeah. if i got gripped doing something like being a wrong yeah that's what i'd do yeah. <laughs> i retreat with my tail between my legs i don't i haven't done anything like wrong do you know yeah. what i mean so like, i'm not like that worried about like expressing my opinions do you know what i mean and and i do i do this is the thing I'm in the business of selling records. They're in the business of selling newspapers, right? Yeah. But it's not even the company. Like if you're a young writer, what do you want? Do you want to do you want to sell Matty Healy's record to the best of your ability yeah exactly or do you want to demonstrate your ability as a writer yeah of course you want to demonstrate your ability as a writer so it's never like a it's never an objective trade-off do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so um I just do it now do you know what I mean and like let people take stuff out of context because like who gives a fuck yeah yeah it doesn't fucking matter
2: yeah Well, it's interesting how it paints the listening experience, though, because it actually does become 4D when you're, like, listening to, like, your guy's new record and I can, like, go through your stories. I actually, I like the 4D, like, it bleeds over into reality in a way that I enjoy.
1: Well, this is the whole thing, like, why can't, like, why, it's all real, like, it's all one part of, like, one holistic expression, like, it's a person. Like, that's why people relate to the 75, because they relate to me, because people like people. Yeah, they don't like ideas. They, do, they for a bit they do. Yeah, but what people like is like dynamic and conversation and truth and change and growth and <coughs> every fucking comment on songs that people love about Seventy Five has been like, I've been listening to the Seventy Five since I was like sixteen, yeah, and yeah. like I've grown up with them. Yeah, and it's like. There's this idea, like, who was it? Like, Bo texts like, Bo Burnham texted me the other day out of the blue, just saying that, like, what's nice is that, like, like n- being afraid to grow up makes you less subversive and less interesting, whereas, like, embracing growing up is kind of cool and sexy and mm-hmm. like not like getting old, like, growing up, right? Because like your twenties especially with me with the 75 like i was defined by like all of that postmodern shit nihilism addiction self obsession you know all those kind of things and those nihilism and it's very those are that's kind of a cool appropriate sexy way of being like in your mid 20s mm-hmm. but eventually life starts presenting you with different, less sexy ideas. Responsibility, question mark. Family, question mark, depending where you are. Yeah. And when I talk about responsibility, I don't just even mean, I mean, like, personal, I mean, yeah, like, communal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, like just being, like, being in service, you know? Yeah. Like, these ideas aren't, like, raw dogging and doing smack. Yeah. Like, it's easy to write about. Yeah. mm mm-hmm. It's harder to, like, write about, like, earnestly wanting something yeah, that, that isn't, like, edgy and cool and fucking gnarly and yeah, totally. makes you look a little bit lame and just not yeah. as cool. You right. know? Like, And I think that that's what I like about where I am because I can kind of do that and it be real. Because guys also who are in bands which there isn't a lot of now yeah but especially historically get to like a time in their career and they want to like own being a man mm. so they become macho and we had this whole conversation about like macho and tough like R.E.M. tough yeah right like everybody hurts okay you know but like <laughs> I love that song it's the best like, song like, yeah, come yeah. on yeah. But, um, there's that, but still it's like, we didn't want to remotely become like macho. Didn't want to talk about ideas in a kind of macho way. But, um, I do talk about masculinity on the record quite a lot. Like I talk about like school shooting and like,
0: yeah, well, that's a strange one because yeah, there's so, there's such a difference. There was, there was like clearly, and it can be debated forever why or how or, or whatever. Or if it's entitlement, or if it's legit, whatever. But there's clearly like a problem of young men feeling alienated and Mm -hmm. disenfranchised. And then you have your kind of like post Jordan Peterson influencer types who are like essentially telling them how to be a man. Yeah, exactly. We spoke about this. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of those guys actually do have some good points. But there's so much more to being secure as a man than just like toughening up.
1: Well, Jordan Peterson's just doing what a lot of people's dads should have done. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. But there's there's something of th- th- that's kind of what what I'm trying to say is there's what's missing in the conversation is this thing you're saying of like being in touch with yourself and your responsibilities and, and your responsibility to the world around you and being like a moving part of society. Like mm. that, th- th- there's a huge difference between that and like just toughening up or something oh, or, 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 or being that. like just Taking what you want and being like like steamrolling people, hundred
1: percent, and still wanting to be part of like relevant like conversations, like the conversation that we were talking about, like yeah, it's 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 not just a problem with 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 men, right? It's problem with young yeah. white it's, men, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. and it's a phenomena, and. It's not really being addressed. Like, I think the way that I try that I think the empathy that I come at it with that song is in like the second verse I have like, you gotta show him he's a bitch, you gotta fuck him up good, you gotta smash the competition, go and kill it like a man should. It's like I heard somebody talk about this idea that like (coughs) if the only vocabulary or like lexicon where providing like young children like young men mm. to like assert themselves is one of such like violence and domination Yeah, yeah. some kind of toxic yeah. masculinity especially in like underfunded forgotten parts of the country is kind of inevitable so there has exactly. it's very very easy to exactly. demonize like some 18 year old kid who dresses up the jo- as the joker and goes and fucking shoots a bunch of people like of course it's easy and maybe appropriate to demonize them but that comes from a place and the problem that you're talking about is that the right wing are incredibly equipped to deal with that disenfranchised type of person because mm-hmm. they have this ideal masculinity, whatever it is that's presented in the books of like Jordan Peterson or whatever and stuff like that. Like it's like, for example, like we don't have an ideal liberal masculinity. Yeah. What is mm, it? Nope. Like the poster. What is it Joaquin Phoenix in a Peter hoodie? Yeah, right. Uh, what is it? Yeah. Well, this is what I it's think. It's us. And it's even, though, <laughs> even though, even though. <laughs> 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 but to finish my point, what happens is, is that you have these floundering kids that aren't on particular, floundering men who aren't particularly on the left and right, but aren't being addressed in any way by anybody really. Mm. And then the right, then Jordan Peterson turns up and he's like, Oh, you want to be a man? He has 12 rules yeah. how to do it. Yeah. And they're like, fuck, thank fuck. And yeah. then I, I'm not necessarily talking about Jordan Peterson, but a lot of these characters, then they kind of sneak in the paranoid right wing kind of yeah, shit exactly. in the back door. But once they've got the kids in there, like the recruitment that the right wing have of like young disenfranchised men is not met with the recruitment of the left because, we don't really know what we're doing
0: well, yeah because they're not but, uh, yeah and progressing I also think where? I also think as endlessly funny as they are true like, progressing where <laughs> where are we going <laughs> no, it, no that's true I've no that's true that. there, there's all like look at what you've done wrong or look at why you have to take a back seat there's no like way out mm. for them and that, that is a problem and as endlessly funny as like alpha beta chad virgin jokes are I do think that <laughs> paradigm has like broken young kids brains a lot that's what I'm saying. Like, p- people, like, young men are so afraid of doing anything. And even, not even young men, like, people of our age. Yeah. Like, are so afraid of doing anything that is perceived, even to themselves, as like beta, beta that they. Like regress to some kind of like I, trying to become macho. In oh, some way. so are we
1: getting into like a post, like into the Andrew Tate kind of kind influencer of, yeah. world. I,
0: right? I, I don't. I don't. I'm not even saying that this is like a thing that people are like watching influencers on. I'm just saying this is kind of like an ambient thing in the zeitgeist that kind of affects men. I think.
1: So there's like um. I haven't really thought about that. They
0: want like people really want to just show strength in a really kind of generic old definition of strength and it's actually there's like as a reaction to what do you think that just the past kind of like of just kind of thinking thinking that they're being like being paranoid of being kind of like uh unappreciated stepped on this kind, which which are natural ways to feel but they're very easy to feel in the modern economy i think yeah and just like the modern attention economy and and especially as an artist in like a really competitive landscape, people really. It, so basically, my whole point is, I feel like as smart and progress, uh, and ha- as smart and progressive as uh, y- young culture is now, um, people kind of end up accidentally reverting to just like really old, generic ideas of strength, even men, even if it's they think they're doing it in some new progressive way.
1: Well, the, we yeah, I mean, there's that whole like. That weird new form of, like, trad masculinity. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like dudes, like, dressing like yeah. they work, they We're just, like, back to the
0: beginning. Of, we're just back to the beginning <laughs> of the
1: cycle. When they don't <laughs> yeah. You should have
2: yeah. seen New York five years ago, man. Um, I mean, Everyone yeah. were just, like, in Carhartt. Car like, yeah, like like construction buying, like, used
1: painters outfits. They were chopping
2: like wood in Dino Square.
1: <laughs> I was taking pictures in South London at one point, and it, we were genuinely sending photos being, like, is this guy working for national rail
0: or is he, or hipster, is he yeah. on his
1: way to the pub in Peckham? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I can't tell the difference.
2: <laughs> There's <laughs> a, there is no difference. I know. They did it well. It was a good cosplay.
1: This is the thing. Cause I think that maybe I'm doing that a little bit like with this.
0: I don't know. That's kind of like,
1: no, but this took a while to not, well, it's definitely still pretentious, but this took a while to be authentic.
2: Yeah. Did you like, wear a, a uniform in school growing up? Yeah, I did. Me too.
1: Oh, you wore a uniform? That's yeah. interesting. so did I. Jacket and tie. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was until always, high school. I was super jealous of like, because I grew up on like, obviously like, you know, like Moesha, like all like just mm-hmm. American TV shows, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that you guys didn't have a uniform blew my mind yeah. yeah
0: well i went to catholic school so well we had so
1: but the majority of schools are, are not uniform right when public got, schools. Are
0: when right. i got kicked out of my private
2: school i went to the public school and i was p- stoked because i was like i can like wear jeans but
1: isn't that so that's normal okay, yeah. so this is what i think there's two things that would have stressed me out the thing that would have stressed me out is the idea of getting dressed for my peers at that age yeah, so yeah every yeah. day yeah that's one thing yeah second of all if you have a uniform, you can't like see who the poor kids are. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of important in an environment where like kids are developing like social skills yeah. and being respectful. Yeah, Do like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so I've, um, but no, this doesn't come from kind of school uniform. It comes from kind of like, I think maybe there's an element of me where like, I don't like men in shorts. Like, I don't think men should yeah. be wearing I shorts. Never wear shorts. We would never I think wear shorts. men should be wearing shorts. I don't yeah. think like, there's, there is a tra- an idea of like traditional masculinity. that I, like, I've played with it in the past and like wore skirts, but then that fucking pissed me off because like, <laughs> people were talking about it as if it was some kind of statement. I was like, you've not seen every band ever. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, look
0: at... Yeah, look look no at statement. any band. It's like people wear it because it looks cool. It looks cool. And yeah. I was in Australia <laughs> yeah. and it was hot.
1: Cool, and our trousers were hotter. Yeah. And I wasn't yeah. like <laughs> making a statement on gender fucking roles. I was wearing a skirt. It's 2022. Can we stop also trying to take ownership for ideas that have already been yeah, like kind no, of quite that, well that thing, thought?
0: That, that and whole kind thing. kind
1: of like started to be like built into the economy. Yeah, they're like
2: coffee st- table books. Yeah. These images. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of guys wearing skirts yeah. on stage. It's yeah. like the oldest <laughs> shit.
1: It's so... Like, when I get celebrated for stuff like that, I just find it, like, so boring. I just find it reductive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially when we're, like, sitting in New York City where, like, all the people that, like, pioneered that shit just, like, died. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were gay. Yeah. And they were out here. And they were living a real fucking bohemian lifestyle. And now you have people just, like, wearing a dress and people being like, oh, my God, that's transformative. It's, like... Did you see that recent Tremel thing about like, Andy Kaufman? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we could do a whole pod on like, Andy Kaufman, right? Yeah, of course. Well,
0: but I, but to link those two, something that you said that I wanted to bring back real quick you said people like people, not ideas. So, something that's interesting, uh, this was kind of my whole beef with the anonymous thing, yeah. is there's something more interesting when you, an idea coming from a person. That context is important. There's, you can not, I don't mean to say like judge based on their history or their context, whatever, but like you see how a person works. You see, maybe you start to understand how they came to idea, why they're even working through that idea. Like that, there's, there's like, gives an ambient quality to the idea that's like more Mm. transformative, that's like less to do with language. It's way more than just like reading a paragraph. You Mm. know what I mean? Like it's like it coming from an individual in their own context is actually adds to the idea.
1: Yeah, 100%, like like you can't, well It does, but then you get into the conversation. Yeah, so that's true, but then we haven't had we haven't managed to finish the cultural conversation of can you separate an artist and their work.
0: Yeah. I, I think you can't. But that's fine. I think it's good, and I think it, you shouldn't. I think it's part of the game. I yeah, think it's part of th- what you figure out. I as think an it artist. shouldn't, I, but I think it shouldn't affect the way you think about the work, or, or it can affect the way you think about the work. But it shouldn't change your enjoyment of the work. I agree, because the context is important.
1: I know. I know. I try and think about this all the time, like because I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it really, if it really matters because it becomes an objective thing once it's happened, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I recently said something like about Michael Jackson, and like all the like Michael Jackson heads were like coming at me and like, you know, saying that I'm a piece of shit. A lot of people told me that he outsold me, which I didn't know, so it was good to know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um. But yeah, like, I, the, my problem with Michael Jackson, let's use Michael Jackson as, as an example. In order to, like, comp- to separate, well, let's say, what happened and, like, Michael Jackson, I have to, like, go through, like, my whole childhood. I have to go through, like, Universal Studios, mm-hmm. E.T., yeah. the Mega Drive. Like, yeah. it was all part of this one thing people don't want to go back there and taint it with this idea mm-hmm. of, you know, fucked up shit with kids. Yeah. And I think that's the problem with a lot of a lot of these kind of issues is that it depends how like big and important the artist has been to culture.
2: Yeah. Mhm. It is.
1: It kind of is, like
2: Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> it's true.
1: The thing is with, yeah, the thing is, it bums me out with Kanye is that, like, we all, like, he's obviously somebody who is dealing with grief and has mental health issues.
2: Yeah. But
1: that's not an excuse to, like, do anti Semitism. Yeah. It's not really, is it? It's like, it gets to a point where it's like, I think with Kanye, is that this is what we were talking about before. I'm all for the kind of. Kaufman-esque, Warholian-esque like blurring of boundaries if you can do something in a film. Why can't you do it in real life? Like his belief that him and Kim are like the kind of ultimate Mm -hmm. piece of art of the past like decade (laughs) and stuff like that. I mean, it's a fair argument, whatever. Do you know (laughs) what I mean? But like (laughs) there's stuff that like is more important than art.
4: Mm
1: -hmm. Like um, people. People are more important than art. And there's kids involved in this artistic experience. That's what fucking pisses me off. Yeah. That like the whole thing of, like the divorce and all this kind of shit, regardless of all this anti-Semitic recent shit. It's like, I hate people. I hate artists who like create problems in their life so they can write. Yeah. Like that's yeah, a right. lame thing, for it, example. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd hate to be a person who did that. I just think like getting like, I, if I was a kid... And I was being, and I was having like high art concepts of what reality is forced on me by my dad. I'd be really scared.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because like, I just want to know what reality is. Like, when I saw the Truman Show at 10 years old, that was enough to fuck me up. Oh, yeah. I had to check that my parents were my parents. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. Like, when you're a kid, your imagination is so insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Like, be an artist, be an adult, but, like, let kids be
2: kids. Yeah.
1: Like, you know, that's, like, you got to draw a line, like, when you're being a conceptual artist, like, when you're hurting people, because it's just not fucking worth it, you know? Yeah. Art's not worth hurting people. It's I, true. I agree. It's true.
2: I ask myself that question with Kaveh's work all the time, too, because, like, his kids and his wife are implicated in that very directly. But I enjoy it as entertainment. It's weird, but it's, I
0: enjoy it as entertainment, but I also get a lot no, spiritually out too. of it. So, so do I. And yeah.
1: I find it inspiring. And there's a part of me that's like, well, there's an element of the kind of sacrificial. Like, there's some people that are, like, quite willing to sacrifice themselves for that. Mm-hmm. Which, again, yeah, I don't know how comfortable I am with other people's reality being deeply, deeply affected by your art because of how much reverence you give your art without you becoming just an right arson. Well, I think th- but this yeah. goes back to the thing
0: we said earlier. It's, it's the idea of you, uh, of, a, of a figure as like a god versus a figure a figure who's like a part of like a moving machine it's like this you as an artist you do you have a role that doesn't you can't think of it as above other roles it's important it's like rare exactly and it's and it's unique maybe more unique than other jobs you could have yeah but you are still part of like an oiled machine and you have to like know that that's your place
1: yeah you're part of a society you're part of an economy and not a transcendent being exactly like they are we are the kind of we are like artists do like civilize society Mm -hmm. that is kind of their job like politicians and economists don't do that yeah we don't look to politicians to be signposted towards utopia we look to artists now when that's when you're bob dylan and you realize that and feel that Mm -hmm. fucking hell that must feel like a a profound, more important thing than a window cleaner or this or that, but it's not. It's a service.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: It's it's a self service, and we all have those. We all have ceremony. We all have sex. We all have whatever it may be. Some people's is creation. But yeah, I think that a lot of artists get lost in the kind of I've done it. Just like basically being an asshole. Mm-hmm because I was doing something artistic yeah yeah I don't know is well
0: it- I think it might come from some kind of feeling artists have that they're they sh- should be some kind of leader which I think is a noble way to feel but if you're actually trying to lead people you're not a messiah you're part you're you're with them you know what i mean it's just like it's just this kind of knowing your role like knowing your, it's just responsibility it really is yeah, responsibility mean,
1: I, I think the thing is with me though is that like i do like like high art and stuff like that we do talk about it but i don't come from it yeah yeah right like i come from like punk like 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 late punk like you know like let's say like the, for me the last real punk bands that refused that was like my favorite band. that's our shit. So. That kind of thing. And I came from rooms in Manchester, like 30 people in them with punk bands who would like go on stage and say something. And it was a bit like, well, if you've got something to say, get on the stage. So there was this element of, it's a bit like hippieism, like post the civil rights movement. Mm. But civil rights movement happens. Loads of people who have dedicated their life to happening that go fucking hell. Mm. Kind of just like emancipated black people. Like if we can do that, for black people, we can kind of do that for everybody. Yeah. They tried, the politics didn't quite keep up mm. and hippieism started because it was a reaction to this idea of changing the man. We're not going to change society. So let's change ourselves. Yeah. But if we all change ourselves, then we can change our society. I kind of came from an environment like that. Mm-hmm. Like let's change this room and then let's change another room and then let's change another room. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why I started talking about that, but, like, that's kind of, like, where I came from, where this kind of belief that, like, it can, like, really make a difference. Like, music, do you know what I mean? Whether it can change the world. And when we say that, like, can it, like, affect, like, power, like, real power? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know because I don't believe that the people, I believe that most people who have the ability to acquire the amount of people that they do are inherently Philistines. Not people that don't have baskets on the wall, not people that don't have like big investments in art, people that aren't really transformed by art. Yeah, right. Yeah,
2: that's
4: true. Yeah.
1: People that haven't like heard a song. Or watched a movie and left the movie theater and been a different person. Yeah. Like, so I think that, like, musicians and people on the left and liberals and people that come from that world, not just liberals, but pe- artists, we're constantly trying to fight the power of the world with beauty and truth and music yeah. and empathy. And, um, and if we don't get that, then we go, then we try and shame them. Mm -hmm. The powerful don't operate on any of those. Mm -hmm. They don't operate on beauty or selflessness or transcendence or shame. Mm -mm. They're purposefully in obfuscation of those ideas in order to acquire as much power as possible. So, you know, when we've had the sex pistols and we've had like everything and we've had the clash and then we've had like generations of bands and then we've had like the whole two thousands of tens and we've had you know another tremelian idea where i'm coining that now yeah. <laughs> yeah where um where we used to expect our artists to be
0: i was going to bring this up yeah
1: right we used to expect our artists to be <coughs> cigarette smoking bohemian outsiders yeah and now we expect them to be like liberal academics i don't know when that happened i don't know why that happened yeah it's not really something that i subscribe to but it's something that i started to subscribe to and i'm not a liberal academic yeah i'm a cigarette smoking <laughs> bohemian outsider who doesn't really know that much about politics and stuff like that but i know what i feel yeah you know yeah. and i think that those like those feelings are important they're the exactly. things that move us, but they're not the things that change the world.
2: No. Well, I think it's because people look up to artists, musicians, filmmakers, whatever, because they, do it, they admire them in a way that they don't politicians. Like politicians, like the, 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 the world has sort of warmed up to the idea that pe- the people in power are not the people that should be. So I feel like it's actually maybe more of an audience reaction of what do what do what do my actual heroes think right. about these ideas?
0: Well, the, the, but see, that's also and this is another argument for Cave and all this other stuff we're talking about. Someone being very open and candid and just kind of in the in the spotlight in that way. It's it's because there you see a politician. You don't see, even people who are not smart know that that's not like a real person. Yeah, that's 100%. not like really who that is. And a lot, even if you see like pop stars, movie stars, they people know the same thing. But Trump did this yeah. exactly. exactly, exactly. That's what Trump exactly. did. That's why he won.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And also, like the one thing that the well, the stupid thing that the left did was try and play Trump at his own game, because that was the dumbest thing yeah. in the world. Second of all, is what Trump did was. Everyone wanted to present him as this, like, gargoyle that had flew down and landed on the kind of political system that we knew. But he wasn't. He just basically went to America, hey, listen, you know all those guys over the past 20 years, like, on the left and the right, who have been like, vote for me and I'll look out for you, or vote for me and I'll look out for you. My, your, my, you, like... I'm going to work in your best interests.
2: Yeah.
1: No, they're fucking not. And either am I. Yeah. <laughs> the only difference is that I'm going to fucking say it. Yeah. yeah. And you can say shit like that. Yeah. So that's why people start going out and like saying whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah. You know what it I mean? Is. Stuff yeah. like that. And it's this kind of idea that like, you know, like it, it hasn't really served anybody like can you actually like see much difference in like kind of like especially in the uk and kind of like left-wing ideas and right-wing ideas like economically like, it's not that much difference nowadays yeah, right. there. there's not much separate separation yeah. like and i think that people are just like super dis- disenfranchised which is why you get brexit which is why you get trumpism because mm-hmm. people are just like fuck this it yeah. doesn't work yeah like nothing changes like i do this th- i queue. i don't want to queue up yeah, <laughs> maybe fucking queue up for nothing, like no food at the end, or yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. bullshit. <laughs> but then again, that's why I'm not in politics because I don't <laughs> really have that many in depth <laughs> <kind of
2: text. laughs> Neither do we. That's why we never
0: talk about it. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know. Not like now we're getting real kumbaya. But um, I don't know the the hippy thing you're talking about we change ourselves, we change our communities. It, like, seeds out from there. I always kind of... I always said I'm low-key a hippie. Yeah. I, I, I kind of... I th- that's
1: the problem with that, is that it doesn't really work, because that happened, and then the hippieism kind of... in this, Again, the politics didn't keep up with that, and then you got into the 70s when you got all this weird, transcendent
0: self-help, let's right. become fucking spiritual. Yeah, yeah, spiritual. No, 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 it won't affect politics. I'm not saying that, but it can... I don't know. We, but, we're like finding ways around it. It's but, just it
1: but it's in, but it's against individualism though, because like even in the late, s- I don't want to say like w- as soon as consumer capitalism ad- uh, like uh, diagnosed the issue was individualism. Yeah. Oh, you guys want to express yourselves as an individual? I can help you do that. Here's a fucking car and a coke. And a vape and a whatever. And, like, mm. consumer capitalism really, like, kicked off. Like, the idea of, like, individualism was just sold, repackaged, sold, repackaged to the point that now, like, the idea of, like, communalism is, like, what what you think about is, like, a fucking commune. Yeah. Like, like I don't really know what we're talking about when we talk, like obviously I believe that any kind of change is going to be a grassroots change where people don't accept things and they demand changes from the things. But it just seems like a lot of that protest and shit that I've seen over the past couple of years just gets absorbed. Yeah, 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 it does. It just gets like absorbed. It doesn't like do it. It doesn't do anything apart from make people know that they've done it. Mm -hmm. Um. But, yeah, politics is fucking lame. Yeah. I don't want to talk well, about that shit. I was going to say, like well, it. then
0: <laughs> maybe we'll jump from here into into your own lane. Like, what, what would, like, I guess we kind of said this before, but, like, what do you think the future of music is? What do you think, okay, so we were talking about earlier, 13-year-old kids, say they didn't listen to full songs i think about that all the time i i thought about like are we only doing this podcast because it feels good in the attention economy to be releasing things all the time and we can never get that through art is this I like mean, a weird yes. placeholder yeah I, honestly yeah um i also I don't, believe in the medium itself well I, yeah of course i mean i'm not not to belittle it but yeah. but i don't know what like what it's only going to get worse it feels like so what what can we even say to like young musicians or young, any artist, like how to combat this attention economy thing?
1: Well, I mean, it's this thing, isn't it? It's like short term pleasure versus long term satisfaction. right? Mm -hmm. So all the incentivization is towards short term pleasure, but we know where the satisfaction is it's in the walk and the book and the cooking and the fucking making the album and the making, writing the movie. It's not in the chocolate bar and the wank and the tweet and the instant dopamine. Right. We know that. So it's a bit like, I don't know, like as much as I like. As much as, yeah. Okay. I have like anecdotes about like kids, not appreciating the formal standards that we appreciate like sure but like there's also been like this myth going on for like 15 years now of like the death of the album which is yeah bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah i agree and it's something that's made up by like low level people who work in the music industry because like the truth is like if i make a record or if like big artists make a record like if me or i'm not putting myself next to anybody but if like me lana taylor yeah kendrick whatever if we make a record, there's no one in those rooms. Yeah. There's like us and yeah. our people. Right. There's no bureaucracy. There's no like suits and stuff like that. Yeah. There's no people that work at labels. The people that work at labels, which is fucking shit tons of people, by the way. Yeah. They're working on and I don't I'm not slagging anyone off here, right? I'm just using examples of like singles Like Someone's like like Megan Trainer, for example, she's a singles artist, right? Yeah, I'm Not saying she's bad or good or whatever. She's a singles artist. There's loads of artists like that. That's who people in the music industry work on. Because they have work to do. Yeah. They have to sell it. They have to manufacture it. They have to find songwriters. They have to get the thing. They have to get the stylist. They have to link up the stylist with the art. Do you know what I mean? It's not. It's not this just. This not this creative expression that's just coming from someone. Yeah. Whereas if you have a creative expression that's coming from someone, you just need to facilitate that. So the death of the album is bullshit. Tell me an important piece of music in the past fifteen years that hasn't been an album. Yeah, it's true. There isn't one. There isn't one, it's bullshit. And it's like, so I don't think that like, okay, maybe there's 13 year olds that like don't give a fuck about songs, but there's 16 year olds that want a new Playboy Carti record. Yeah. Yeah, And they don't just want a song. They'd be really, really pissed off, a 16 year old. If Carti or whoever it was, Trippy or anyone like that came out and they were like, by the way, my new record is all 30 no. seconds and it's just on TikTok.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. Th-
1: that's not what's happening. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, we're yeah. we we are taking music into our social media performance and changing how much reverence we give music, but still, like the music in itself is like, you know, still. It's still like profound. Like there's nothing more profound than like on a human experience than like landscape and music. Yeah. Like if you're on if you're at the most beautiful place in the world and there's an orchestra playing behind you, it doesn't matter like if you've been on TikTok before. Like right. it just matters whether like you can connect to art, and if you can, like I think the form of it is kind of like irrelevant, and it's always changing. You know, like we're always in these kind of moral panics about how we're communicating. Like remember we started texting. Right. Everyone's gonna be fucking. Remember Mike TV. Yeah. Had like square eyes. you Watched yeah. too much TV. We're always <laughs> yeah. in like a moral panic about technology. Yeah, true. What I'm excited about is figuring out like what's gonna happen with that like Douglas Copeland idea where he says that. Once a, once a, um, an art form is superseded, is that the right Does that, what is that right? Superseded to come? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like taken over mm-hmm. by, mm-hmm. once an art form is taken over by another, it allows the previous, once a form mm-hmm. is taken over by another, it allows the previous to become an art form. Yeah. So, TV, for example. Exactly. Was TV was the only thing we had. Yeah. So, everything had to be half an hour because you had to fit everything in. No, no, this guy's show needs to be on, and this guy's show needs to be on. Mm-hmm. As soon as the internet turns up and starts presenting people with different environments, it freed yes. up TV. Yeah. And you immediately got the Sopranos, you immediately got The Wire, you immediately got. Huge big art forms. TV became an art form. HBO started, all these kind of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a true art form. It's true. Once one form sub- like, takes over another, it frees the other one up to become truly artful. Yeah. The internet is so expansive, I can't quite imagine what like form is gonna take over the internet. Yeah. But I do already see in like Substack, Patreon, wherever it may be, these interesting places that there is this kind of emergence of like art happening again in these kind of spaces. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because it is for websites, yeah, and people are finding spaces to like create kind of interesting niches. Yeah,
0: I remember uh, like probably early 2010s when so- I was hearing like, oh, the reason huge hip-hop albums have are filled with skits and they're so long they're longer than ever now is because it like racks up streaming and that's so it's like this response to like it's a way to make more money and i was like whoa that's so fucked like this is ruining the form like people are just now it's incentivized to like put filler on their albums and i was like but then albums are only the length that they were because they made records and that's how much fit on a record and cds and it, it was always a response to I don't know, how it was consumed. Yeah, and I exactly. was like, this, it's exactly it's this new moral panic. And then once I actually took a step back, I was like, it's all the same shit. It's fine. This, these are like fake cultural conversations. It's not actually affecting Exactly, because
1: we're also having the conversation about how like young people aren't listening to new music now. They're yeah. listening to old music. I mean... The twenty first century is weird. We've already spoken about Mark Fisher's like the, the like what he really talks about is the twenty first century's like inability to define itself aesthetically mm-hmm. post like two thousand and two,
0: yeah. yeah, three, and we have beef with that. Huh? We both have beef with that. You? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Totally. Yeah. Like I struggle with it massively. I've really lent into it with this whole postmodern fuck it burn it down kind of a- yeah approach yeah. to it, but like, um. Even Amy Winehouse, Mm. you know, the definitive artist of the 2000s was doing the 60s. Yeah, Yeah. Adele is kind of doing the 60s. The Arctic Monkeys are not now. I fucking hate talking about Arctic Monkeys because every time I talk about them, some fucking indie press picks up and starts talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) But I love the Arctic Monkeys. and a good example. Their first video was like um, them playing on like a retro version of the old gray whistle test, mm-hmm. it was already retro. So yeah. like the 20th century is all, is all been retrospective. Yeah. 21st century is all been retrospective. And the 20th century was defined by its sense of newness, mm-hmm. of its um, kind of infinite newness. And the 21st century is being defined by its finite newness. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's so finite in how new things are because the forms are so established. Yeah. I mean, I figured this. I thought of this though in like 2005. That's why the 1975 like weren't a heavy band, right? And didn't do the heavy thing. We were when we first started. But like post-Refused, reviews, post-Glass Draw, post post all these things, I was like, no heavy band is going to come and change the world again. Yeah. And they haven't.
2: Yeah. I was
1: like, if we're a punk band, let's be punk. Mm. Let's do something subversive. Right. Let's not sound like every other fucking band in
0: Manchester. Well, and this is what we had talked before about our problem with this Mark Fisher thing was he didn't take any hip-hop into account at all this is the argument this is the thing that we spoke and about, i right? guess yeah i guess sophie was not as big before when he died but still she was around you know what i mean there was yeah. tons of stuff happening that went was completely against everything he was saying
1: yeah that's true i think the the mark fisher's short-sightedness is in um just black music yeah. kind of juicy three six mafia onwards like he wasn't quite aware of of how new that was. Yeah. And again, stuff with AJ Cook, PC music, that whole scene. Um, again, I, I think that Sophie's like one of the geniuses of our time. Yeah. Same. Same with Charlie, same with AG, that whole scene. But, and this isn't a critique of them. This is something that I'm sure that they'd be interested to talk about. It's still a retro future concept. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Because if you asked somebody in 19, when the Jetsons was on TV,
2: Mm. Mm -hmm.
4: what do you
1: think music will sound like in the future?
2: Yeah. PC music. (laughs)
1: Like music that sounds like robots would like it. Right? Mm. It's still a kind of 20th century idea. That's true. It's weird. Like there isn't, this is the thing, because pop culture felt unlimited. Yeah. But maybe it has, like, a life cycle of like, or what we understand of, like, pop culture and all its forms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because everything has a cycle. I don't want to get, like, a sixth form again, but ca- it capitalism will have a cycle. Like, we had serfdom, slavery, feudalism, socialism. Like, ca- they all exist and die. Yeah. Like, all things exist and die. And, like, 20th century pop culture and all of the forms and the constant progression, like... It seems like, you know, like when you put a coin in one of those things and it spins, it goes faster and faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. faster. It's like we're in this like super hyper thing where like we can see the past and the future so quickly at the Mm. same time. It's like we can't really. And also, in the 60s, if you were bored, you had to go like this. Whereas if you're bored now, you do this. (laughs) So it's like... It's either like your imagination, your imagination, or everything that's ever happened in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Because no one has access to the future. You mm. can only kind of dream up a future. Yeah. So no wonder people were like, fuck. I need to take some acid and like figure out where to yeah. go, right? Yeah. Because now everyone's like, You heard of grunge? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's like a whole scene of bands in South London that everyone talks about we just call them have you heard Slint?" yeah 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 yeah, yeah, I know (laughs) you know it's like it's like it's it's like it's funny because and I feel for these young kids because you see it in like the neologisms that they use like they're so desperate to have new ideas Mm. but to have new ideas we kind of need to have new emotions and we don't right so it's like I saw a really funny tweet that was like, somebody had said, can we normalize not sitting in someone else's toxic energy and leaving to manifest your own well-being? And somebody older than them tweeted underneath, do you mean don't hang out with someone you don't like? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's this Desperation to present new ideas, but yeah. all that's happening is that we're getting all these new neologisms, yeah, we're yeah, getting yeah, these new ways of presenting quite traditional ideas, yeah. And it's happening in like music and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's all like grunt, it's all like it's kind of well, like retro,
0: yeah. Well, it was, it, you, what you were saying about heavy bands, yeah, because like we both were obsessed with the same bands, that's both what like first lit our fires. Like, I was obsessed with At The Drive-In, Glass Refused. And I used to always say, like, there will never be another live experience like after The Drive-In. Like, uh, like, nothing could ever... Like, yeah. a band could never do this again. But then, recently, I went to the Drain Gang show, and all these kids were... Go- and it was like, obviously, that's not... Any, it doesn't sound... It any, has anything in common with that music, sonically. But it the, the spirit was there. Yeah. And I realized people before me were probably saying that about, like, the fucking doors or it's whatever. It's the yeah. skin of me where yeah. he
1: goes... Where he goes, am I out of touch? And then he goes, no, right. nah, it's the kids though. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just like no, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, we're like personally nostalgic for that music, but 100%. but that energy, like, it just cycles and it, it doesn't take the form of the same. I what we're talking about sounds.
1: is that it was there was it was fucking everywhere. Yeah, when yeah. we were younger, like, I was at like four shows a week.
0: Yeah, yeah that exactly. felt, Me too. That yeah.
1: Felt, kind of dangerous yeah exactly like now it's like you go for sh- it's not the same but like yeah sure there's those those kind of like energies happening and i don't fucking know i'm not like a drain gang show <laughs> like look at me i'm not oh <laughs> uh, yeah i mean
0: i felt very old but i, I, I but wasn't there either <laughs> it felt it felt dangerous i was like this is what, that was how i got into them well, i got brought to that show, show like um pop in or that yeah pop yeah they're yeah. like fun. that feels like a real thing they're buoyant yeah. i mean the <laughs> new buoyant. york music scene feels <laughs> really good now i will say it's yeah. like i i'm quite no, optimistic I felt, that at the, I felt
2: that at the gex show because I, I would like well gex is a whole thing yeah yeah i mean it was inspiring to see I was yeah like, all right the kids are all right
1: yeah this is the thing. I always feel like that as well because, like, I do feel like that. You know, young people will always. Uh, I know we're talking about like there's this built in idea that young people are always at the forefront of culture and maybe neoliberalism and the co- economy that we're in, what doesn't allow for that. But like, kids don't give a fuck about that. They're kind of wow. gonna do what. They're, yeah. They're, yeah. they'll yeah. figure it out, right? Yeah, yeah. We figured it out. Well, we nearly did, yeah. but like they, they'll figure it out. I think. Like, because we're not going to,
2: you know? Yeah, well, kids are kids, and, like, the teen spirit doesn't die. That's, like, a biological thing that happens. It's, like, an experiential human thing that you go through. Like, that angst, that excitement, that level of... Like ecstatic, uh, like, you know, electric energy is just something that happens. Then you just happens become old and right wing, like <laughs> we're talking about, <laughs> like like all of us. Yeah, <laughs> we're in our post-folk right wing. None 30s. of us are right wing. We've just like, we were
1: just talking about the idea that like, <laughs> when you're fucking eighteen. You're like, hey, give me your money, and then, <laughs> then everyone's like, no. You're like, you fucking capitalist pig. And then you make a bunch of money
4: <laughs> and you're
1: like thirty two. Some eighteen year old's like, give me some of your money. And you're like, fuck you. <laughs> fucking dumb kid asking for my money. I'm not giving you money. It's a perfect
2: way to boil it down.
1: <laughs> so um, no, I'm not it's annoying being left wing and then like making money.
2: I know. Tell, so, tell, tell me about it. Well, because we, it's a
1: real conflict. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real conflict. Like I actually I'm like, oh gotta give the money away. <laughs>
2: fuck. No, I've been buddying up with my tax guy. I'm like, yeah, tell me about how taxes are good. Like <laughs> explain it to me. Because I, I I I believe that they are. Just, <laughs> I believe that it's be good to be reminded. Give me a pep talk, yeah.
0: <laughs> um
1: fuck, I was gonna say something else. I'm not getting into my like um didn't Bowie go through a kind of pseudo, like, right-wingy kind of phase? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had, a,
0: yeah, he he had, had a his, like, fash, fash phase. Yeah. He had a fashy phase. Yeah. yeah. It's kinda cool. it, all of that's underrated. People really, people under Like, Susie and the Banshees were, like, wearing swastikas. Literally. Like, you can just Google it. It was there. It was it was weird.
1: Is it that thing where it, like people are like, oh, but it's actually Hindu, and it's like, yeah,
0: but... I actually not don't not know the full story with them, but, like, but it was kind of like... Yeah. No, it was just kind of like... It was like, it, it was like camp. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
1: this is what we're talking about, Chamel, Okay, that's a good point. So, transgr- being transgressive, right? Mm-hmm. There's these levels of transgressivism that, like, I think that... That's fine. Like, wearing a swastika or whatever, <laughs> fucking whatever... But that's like base level transgression, right? Exactly. And that's art that kind of is designed to be censored, and the censorship is again, this is Tramel. The censorship is the reward and the punishment.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it's all it's doing is reestablishing the dynamic of order. Yeah. There is someone who can censor and they will, so I will do something, so they do to yeah. remind. Whereas like what Andy Kaufman did was like take that level of transcendence to like believability. Mm-hmm. Being Gigi Allen, like covering yourself in shit, it's like, it's like yeah, okay, it's insane. <laughs> like, but it's but it's base level transgressive. Yeah. What do you, do th- you know what, th- I mean?
0: what do you think of Gigi Allen? what do I think of Gigi Allen?
1: I'm very curious because
0: everyone, like everyone I know still thinks he's sick. I would never, I, I could, I can't stand it. I don't,
1: I mean, it's like, I get it, but get, but dude, this is person versus art. Yeah. Like, I think people like to live vicariously to other people.
2: Definitely. So
1: people yeah. like the idea that, like, Gigi Allen is being that part of us that we never got to kind of truly yeah, express. Yeah, yeah. Right. But he's kind of also just like a fucking maniac. Do yeah. You know what I mean, that's like, kind of
0: what, that's why I was never interested in him.
1: I just think that, like, Poos yucky. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Bathroom shit. Come on. Like, come on, man. I, yeah, exactly. Come on, poo on me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what <laughs> I, I think know. about it. <laughs> I
1: know. It's cooler shit than poo. Yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah. Let's, that's let's not sexy. Because with... I like my punk to be a bit sexy. Yeah, yeah, of course. And when you start pooing on each other, that's not cool. Well,
2: that's why you guys like refuse. But then again, <laughs> now Rupert that's
1: fucking. Now look how I dress. Yeah. yeah it, that, actually. You you can't see it right now, but he's in the full Catholic schoolboy. Like (laughs) he's he's fully ready to go. When I saw him hanging upside down Mm -hmm. in that one shot, which I do in the People video, yeah, changed my fucking life. Same. I got an MTV two. Yeah, the the VHS. Oh no, I saw it on MTV. 2 Okay, I got an MTV two VHS, and it had Days of the Phoenix by AFI on it. It had like it had um, I think it had Used for glue, rival schools.
0: One of my all time favorites.
1: Beyond. Oh, I've got something to show you. I've got a Polaroid camera. Refused Polaroid camera, um, no, a uh, uh, rival school's Polaroid camera, no, but that shit fucking changed my life because that was like that uniformed, mm-hmm. weird kind of like yeah. kind of fascist, fashy, but obviously not. Like that's why I love Refused. That like, there's some bands that are so legit they couldn't even stay together because they were so political. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's fucking cool. Yeah, when you watch that documentary. And it's that you can find it on YouTube, it's on Swedish. But there's that last scene where they play their last show and then know they're breaking up. And they end with Rather Be Dead, and the cops storm the show mm. and they shut it down. And the whole audience, who are like almost in tears, are just screaming at the cops. I'd rather be alive. I'd rather be alive, and stopping them from getting to the stage by screaming. I'd rather be alive. I mean, it makes me fucking emotional now. Yeah, think about it's, it. so, like, yeah it's so yeah, it's like, sick. like that is what changed me, and that's what I'm. That's what kind of pushed me to do what I want to do. Yeah, I just realized that that had been done perfectly. Yeah, totally. So I just couldn't copy. It's the Manchester thing. You had all these bands that completely changed everything. Mm -hmm. And then post Oasis, everyone was like, where's the next Oasis? It's like, well, there's not good. Yeah. The The next next Oasis doesn't sound like Oasis. It doesn't sound like Oasis. I'm not saying that's us, but like, you know, it's like we had to do something different because that's Mm -hmm. what like Manchester is, you know. That's why I'm interested in New York, because like Mm -hmm. it's gonna happen again pretty soon. I mean, I know it's been happening in like certain
2: ways.
0: No, it's New York feels really good right now. It really does. I
2: have to say. It always gives you something new. It's, it's a roller coaster. Yeah, that
0: that's just like uh, that was. I mean, I'm sure I could think of earlier examples because I was obviously very obsessed with music at the time. But yeah, would go to my grandma's house after school. Cause she lived down the street to wait for my parents to come get me. She had MTV2 and I didn't. So I'd go watch MTV2 because I was obsessed with new metal. I was just like listening to Limp Bizkit, and it was all like new metal shit. And it was all you know, it was like mud vein and like Slipknot and, and masks and it was yeah. being like scary and that that music is sick. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but um, it was like obje- it was like objectively scary. And then Refused came on and it was just like these guys in like this sweater uniform. And they like looked so cool, but it was—it honestly scared me way more. I yeah, was like, yeah, "This is the this is like the craziest thing I've ever seen." Vampiric, yeah. and truly chaotic, and yeah. not contrived. And and it just like even his voice was scarier to me than like these guttural satanic growls really of the other way. Is that
1: it's not really weird, but like, what's interesting in like growing up. And being so part of like music culture from when you're a kid, right? Mm. There's lots of um, solo artists now. Won't name names, right? There's lots of solo artists now that are referencing pop punk.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. All the time,
1: right? <laughs> and yeah. emo, right? Mm. Now, by the time like My Chem put out Black Barrette Parade, I think I was like 20 years old. Yeah, exactly. I, I yeah. was. That was.
0: Uh, exactly. Yeah, that
1: was not cursive, and yeah, and, you know, I people like would
0: permissive. like send me memes of that, and I had no idea what it was referencing. Exactly. And I was like, like, that was way after my time. I yeah.
1: didn't. That was we. We were gone by that point, yeah. you know. So, but Billie Eilish and all these kids—that's what that was for these people. Mm-hmm. So you have like these young, some not so young artists, kind of referencing this music, I know you're talking about. uh very overtly, and it's funny because. They'll like reference the Sex Pistols, but then they'll reference Good Charlotte, yeah. And then they'll reference Avril Lavigne, and it's it's interesting because it's almost like they're not aware that this alternative expression that they're expressing as their alternative influence was a hyper commercialized yeah yeah version of what alternative country. Culture had become mm. like by that point, that was pop music. Mm-hmm. Um, so like this new, like alternative trappings of what alternative is, it's kind of weird. It's all pink, also, which is strange. Yeah, <laughs> I know. What is it? <laughs> Why that? is it pink? I Why know.
2: Why is it pink?
1: But, um, it's very LA. That's a very LA. It, it's yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: it, yeah, that's what it is.
1: And LA art is LA art, unless you're like from LA and Jaded and Phoebe. Yeah. someone like that who like literally or Joan Didion yeah. you know like yeah. but then there's like LA <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. I don't know if I can do LA man
2: we're glad you're in New York but yeah. it's like
1: where do you live because it's a bit like everyone's like oh but I don't live here because it's like not close it's like what do you want to be close to the Beverly Center yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> But there
1: isn't fucking anything there
2: there's, uh, yeah it's there's roads yeah <laughs> and
1: people's houses yeah and like one bit called Silver Lake where you can walk, but the rest is a car and yeah. just fucking like pink dogs. And like, there's no, the news yeah. isn't on anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You go into the bank in like London, New York, we have the news on, like yeah. shit like that. In LA, they don't have the news on. I don't know why I'm shitting on LA. <laughs> it's just, um. Because it makes me fucking mental. I'm from Manchester. I don't like waking up on the 5th of November and the weather being like, hi! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: like, fuck off. Yeah. I'll, it, it's also just like, the, I mean, obviously saying LA is isolated, it's what everyone says, of course. But I do see in in music in LA, I feel like everyone. it's the, the same kind of group in group of producers and songwriters just kind of influencing each other. There's not really like a cultural uh center
1: but that's always happened is like laurel canyon yeah. and shit yeah. like that at the moment it's the dijon phoebe bridges uh, christian lee hudson kind mm-hmm. of like group um i think that la is weird because it's so isolated the thing is with la right is that you go to meetings and you meet with people and you make plans whereas we were in a bar. We, like, got half cut. We went and got some dinner. We came here. What time is late now, but we're doing the pod late. We're going to go outside. We bumped into your friend before. Yeah. We'll walk down to, like, the bar, and we'll meet people. And there's a collaborative kind of yeah, exactly. energy. It, that, in, exactly. In L.A., you drive somewhere. So you go to the place, no boo in fucking Malibu. Mm-hmm. And then you see someone that you know, and you go over and you go, hey, how are you doing? How you going to go? And then you go, we should... Me and you go, yeah. Let's do it, like in Because yeah. obviously I'm in my car and you're like, the, you don't go. Let's come with. Oh, sorry. You don't go like, <laughs> come with me. Yeah. You, the, the, there isn't this collaborative kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. That's yeah. the best
0: part in York. You just like bop around. Exactly. You absorb other people. You go somewhere else. Yeah, it's my. You favorite. said it that. was fluid, which it's was fluid. fluid. And yeah. It has yeah. like this flaneur
1: about it, which is a, a, a pretentious word but still it does it's like you can walk around and be inspired whereas like there isn't a pavement and he died like trying to get some cigs yeah I
2: always so go to, to that walk. stretch in silver like just to feel like I'm in New York exactly. or go to downtown it's I'm like this up. is I can do this I try yeah.
0: to like cross the street and I'm like running for my life yeah. it's insane <laughs> it, 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 it's
1: like it. it's also Sean Ryder has that great quote which is it, it's 60 suburbs like in search of a city like there's no city yeah. And Jeremy, who lives in Midtown, who's like my friend from years, who's the first. So, the first label we ever signed to was oh, Vagrant. That, yeah, yeah. We signed to Vagrant Records as like kind of like an emo band, really. It's the first label that wanted to sign us. But Jeremy moved to LA from New York and he's back now. And he described living in LA as like waking up to the most beautiful woman you've ever met in your world in your life every morning that you have nothing in common yeah, yeah. Right, you know? <laughs> yeah. so Yeah. It's, it's a bit like that it's like <laughs> yeah. so beautiful but I just don't get, I can't
4: yeah.
0: Like, yeah it just
1: doesn't work yeah. you know yeah. it's like um I like working out there because people get shit fucking done yeah yeah, it's true it's really really good and it's not so like unionized and intense and like London like trying to get people to work past one o'clock is a fucking nightmare yeah so um but yeah no i I don't think i could live in la because it's too you get too lonely i think
0: you gotta come here
2: yeah new york looks good on you
1: yeah i think new york does does feel good on me
2: the weather's brutal it's you love a season in new york love a season Yeah, you
1: get like a proper spring a brutal winter a brutal summer a brutal summer but that's also sick well, I was here with you guys in the winter and I completely underestimated and walked yeah. home from the bar and nearly died. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's <laughs> not too um, bad out tonight. I was sick. Yeah. But Wait, it, speaking what? of last time we were here, yeah. before I forget, what happened to that song I played organ on?
1: Oh, so that nearly became the extra track for a Japanese release, but I'm working on this, me and Jack started working on this like solo project of mine. Me and George are kind of trying to empower each other at the moment, I think, because there's a certain element of, like, codependent... Not, like, codependency, but, like, we've been together for 20 years. It's a long time, you know? And, like, everything we've ever done has been the 1975. And and George, you know... I suppose as we've gotten older over the past couple of years, like, we've made different friends in different places, and we have, like, different creative relationships, and we've always spoken about, like, making our own kind of solo projects that are under the umbrella of the 75. But I think, honestly, we've both been scared of that. Mm -hmm. Me being scared of George going off and doing his thing and me being scared of me going off and doing my thing. And I think that our fans have almost been saying, like, before we come back and do, like, another studio record, which has to be fucking mental after this
2: one, really, in its own way. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah.
1: We need to kind of do that. So that that was a really deep, weird song Were you like droning out Velvet yeah, 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 style yeah, on the on the organ. Yeah. I loved I I've still got that song. What was it? How did it go again?
0: I don't remember. I can't remember. We it only was did good. one. It day. was,
1: was, was kind of gothy and cool.
0: Yeah. We were at Electric you, Lady, yeah, right? You were gonna do the Ebo shit. Yeah, I went yeah, to yeah, Ebo yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's that's gonna so I'm in February. I'm gonna I'm gonna be here for a little bit, I'm gonna be LA for a little bit. What starting on a a solo record. Everyone's thinking that I'm being a bit like prolific, but I finished this record in February. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. 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 It's
1: November. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, pick my ass. <laughs> is that what, is that what saying? <laughs> I mean, we've had a lot to do. Like, you know, yeah, like yeah, we, yeah. we we we've been making a bunch of shit. But like, but once the show is up and running, then I I I, I just want to make another record. Um. Cause it's, cause that's like what I do. I think that like, I don't know, like, cause we talk about art and like why we do it and like what's the point and then like gallo archiving shit and putting shit away and putting it away and like, we don't make 75 records, like music accumulates and then we make records out of that music. So like, mm-hmm. we're always going to make music. I think like this idea that like that becomes saying, Hey, I'm a fixture. Now I'm always going to be around kind of like makes yeah. you boring and like unsexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But that's not the case. Like I'm, I didn't get a job. I didn't want to get a job so I could make music. And now I make money from making music. So all that does is give me free time to make more music.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all I was ever doing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. And also Gallo said this too, you know. Big shouts to Gallo. Big this. shouts. Big shouts. Big biggest, we're shouts. essentially the Gallo podcast. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> don't
1: be racist to people, but shouts to Gallo. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: um, he, he said something along the lines of, you know, if you have a plan, you've already fucked it up. So in, th- in the sense of that you're saying where it's like, Oh. you shouldn't be thinking about like uh, how being unsexy the way you, exactly uh, plotting if out you're some kind of intellectual
1: exactly. i always use like, that david like... lynch quote he's like how do you direct movies i read the script first thing i think about i write it down then i go film it yeah i don't over intellectualize it if every good idea i had i was like that's a good idea and then went wait why yeah. I would never do
2: you're a fucked, fucking then. good. Yeah. yeah, you're fucked. Like and yeah. it's your
1: instinct. Like, trust your instinct. Your art yeah. is your instinct. Gallo's art is his instinct. Lynch's art is his instinct. It's not something that they should even maybe d- describe perfectly or be able to describe perfectly. Because it's exactly. kind of like this ephemeral thing that happens. Yeah. like it's um it's it's all like I don't know. I love all Gallows and Didians and people who are just there for the story or there mm-hmm. for the art. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's um, it's inspiring. I mean, I've thought about doing that a couple of times. I could do something even if I admitted I was gonna do it. Remember when, like, you know, Joaquin Phoenix started doing his weird yeah, shit, yeah, really, yeah. like, grew a beard and went a bit crazy.
0: Mm. That's next. Well <laughs>
1: the idea of like what is a character is not next it's just like yeah who are the, the lines of who I am are becoming so like kind of constructed like it right why not play with that idea yeah i don't know what that means like that sounds like pretentious and performative but i'd like to experiment that for me
0: yeah 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 i don't know who i am right well i don't know got- what i can do it's similar to the ideas and then placing ideas in the context of the people who said it. It's kind of like placing these characters in the context of the artist who's performing them. It's not just, you know, some acting, obviously, is just acting and has nothing to do with the person. But that's also, maybe that's not even true because an actor is drawing on their experience. Yeah, to, actors to are part. weird.
1: Do you know many actors? Yeah. yeah. Actors are fucking
0: weird. They yeah. Are. They're really weird.
1: I always get really weird. Male actors are weird. Female actors tend to be... Well, the female actors that I know are kind of okay. <laughs> Some of the some of the male actors I know are like totally down to earth and cool. Yeah. And some of them are just the most insecure people I've ever met in their life
0: Yeah, that's. that's but
1: I, one of my theories about this is that if you're a male actor, you become known for your characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not for who you are. Yeah. So you'll always see like a, an actor who you think is cool in the thing, and then you'll see a photo of them, and they'll be like a rings guy, yeah. or like a scarves guy, yeah. or like a <laughs> fedora guy. Yeah. You're like, Why? Because <laughs> there's this like need for something self-expression that comes out yeah 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 and i think there must be an element of that i've had a couple of drinks now fuck it. there (laughs) there must be an element of like cockery going on oh for sure because Uh, if there's some like nerdy weird guy who like looks like me or whatever who's like writing who you are and you're like some big fucking sick movie star and you go out and being known for like (laughs) the creative yeah, yeah you must be like who the fuck am i
2: you're right yeah
1: so that's why I like making music. Yeah. And another thing we spoke about, which is a good thing to talk about on the pod, is one of the reasons that I appreciate music so much now is that it's the, is the choice involved in it. Because we were talking about these hierarchies of art, right? Mm-hmm. And this stemmed from my conversation with, I can't remember who it was, but we basically kind of decided that, like, the first tier, primary tier of art, of art is architecture food and fashion i don't want it to be but it is you always need to be eating you always need to be sheltered and you always need to be wearing clothes they're essential right and they're all art forms so they are primary the secondary art forms are literature music painting like all of the other things visual kind of arts or whatever it may be conceptual arts that doesn't subserviate your music. It it's just it just means that every time someone's consuming your art, it's by choice. Yeah. Which is beautiful. Yeah. No one's running to my music in a storm. Yeah. Do you know what right. I mean? There's no practical means to my yeah, music. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Which is which is kind of nice. But um but it's also made me not um be. I love clothes. I'm not interested in fashion. But I don't demonize fashion. It's very easy to demonize it as superficial and this and that. But um, go outside without any fashion, you get arrested. (laughs) Yeah. Go outside without any music, you'd be fine.
4: Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, so there's an argument that it's more important sometimes. Mm -hmm. So
0: I don't fucking know. (laughs) Um. Well, another cool art form is set design. And so you're playing at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. And what what does the set look like? Well,
1: I'll t- we, we'll we'll kind of, we'll do some like... That's
2: where we cut.
4: <laughs> 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 really
1: <laughs> <second>? <laughs> okay, wait a sec. No, because it's a good point, because it's funny if you say where's you cut, there you cut, because there is a meta element to everything that we're doing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like I'm not that interested in kind of I'm just more interested in like fucking with these forms a little bit. So like Mm -hmm. the 1975 Live has become a very well-established form. Yeah. It's like this neon dream world. And like I'm interested in set design we're interested in film and I wanted to kind of make something that felt more cinema kind of more cinematic and like it's difficult to like serve the purpose of an arena show because it's not a movie if you build a set the reason a set works at a theater is because you have narrative mm-hmm. and you have characters and you have story so what I'm trying to do can you throw me my sweatshirt? Where is my sweatshirt? Oh, it's yours. So what I'm trying to do is something kind of in the middle. It'll still be like a music show, but I suppose the best way to describe it is that like our last show was like a fucking Adam Curtis documentary like with me shouting in front of it. So it was like <laughs> outward yeah and it was very outward, like and it didn't need a ceiling, yeah you could have taken that show and put it on a fucking iceberg, reading festival, Madison Square Garden. it was like close account encounters it like landed, that was it, so when we made this record that was way more like intimate and inward,
4: mm-hmm.
1: like those ideas were presenting were presented to me like outward inward. So I started thinking like, okay, well what does that mean? And then like outside inside. So I'll take you to what it is, which is inside, which used to be outside. I'll cut it like this.
4: And
2: this is set design. (laughs) Here it is. Here it is. Jesus Christ dude.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is set design. This is the this is what's been Keeping me up at night for a long time because yeah. it's not. Let's go see it. Let's go see it. So, yeah, and um, we just did a. Re- we just. I just played you guys the show, and it and it's yeah, not finished, and it got insane heat. It got insane it heat. Got, we're going no, to We were just we're waiting for we're the special film. Let's give it to, Our to the cool left. Detached of demeanor, but okay. I, I think I'm. Oh no! To let's give go, it a go to the right film. of the stage. I'm yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um. So. And you built. Well, we can stop. I built all this. My bad. We can stop here for a second. One of the cool things is like, fucking that instead of using, we've always used video, right? Yeah. So that's been our, pri- like video as the primary light source. Right. You always get like a silhouette in that way. It's a, a way of doing like, th- the, the, what they call IMAG, like really, really bright. So it's kind of quite a dark show on the IMAG, but right. we've done the bright show. Yeah. Like this is way more like, we wanted to have it kind of quite like E.T., like Spielberg. It is like, that way. You know?
2: Yeah. I was getting major Spielberg. I didn't want to do like last... Duffer Brothers kind of. no. There, no but you, I wanted you've to avoid it. I
1: wanted to yeah. do like because didn't. I didn't, didn't want to do nostalgia porn. Yeah. But in the way that the show, the last show was very outward. This had to be inward. So we kind of just built this house. Now it's half like just a white house for the second half, and then the front half of the show. Well, I'll I'll show you when we walk up. Yeah. Yeah. It is like it's pretty warm. Well, that's because we're using Fresnel lighting. So when you do the white on white, it feels very, let's say, clinical. Right. And it's cool, but it feels cold, exactly. Like, whereas this feels warm. But that's because we're using a lot. See, a lot of this is all, like, Fresnel. So we're we're using the white to, like, bounce off. Mm. But, for example, this is a hybrid of the... Well, let's sit in here. Yeah, take a seat.
2: We can see. I'm just going to get them I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get you looking good. Sit down. Okay. Yeah, Curtis, sit. Or can yeah, you not? It's not long enough. We need to. Yeah, Jack, go- you need to follow around. Yeah, we're. I think we're good up here. Beautiful. We always need a couch to pod. Yeah, yeah.
1: you need a couch pod. Wow. And then the, you can put that on the floor, Jack, and you're good. Well, you can just watch us.
0: Speaking of the warm, um, I don't know if we want to give all the secrets away, but I'm talking about our mutual references. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not?
2: The projections look great. As a, as a light source,
0: you were right. Um, yeah. It's obviously very Gregory Crudson, who mm. we both love.
2: That was kind of the... What's the, what's like.
1: the, the Yola Tango? And then hour? nothing turned itself inside yeah, out. Yeah, One yeah, of the great yeah. album covers. One of the great album covers. It's that... So, what the Spielberg thing I always found was like... In those movies, or even in that era of movies... Mm -hmm. Like obviously I'm not from American suburbia, but like that as a kind of aesthetic was, you know, a massive part of my childhood. So what those movies always had was like, it was always based around family. Yeah. So it was like, you know, ETs based around like kids or whatever. And it felt like there was always like an internal domestic suburbia witness to this kind of otherworldly thing outside. Right. So like the windows that we have, that's yeah. where like the color comes from. And that's mm-hmm. where like the, we have like car lights. We have, you know, those kind of like, exactly. It's, it's, it's in between that kind of, um, that kind of cinema. And like you were saying, kind of like emo a bit. Yeah. Cause it's kind of like an emo house.
0: It, yeah. So the saying reminds me of the room's too cold early November uh, stay what you Big are, stay today. Shout. Huge shouts. shouts! In my, DM- in, in, so my, in my
1: DMs at the moment, being like, you know, the, the people who hit me up the most are like people from obscure bands that we would freak yeah, out. Yeah, right. Like because they're stoked
0: that, that you you took it there. Well, <laughs> you, thank you. You're, mean, and you're like remembering them. Mm, I
1: think we honor it in a good way, like yeah. Because it's a. F- <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you sure do, Maddie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, this is what I was about to say. Emo's a feeling, bro. <laughs> it is.
2: We have to give big shouts to where we are right now.
1: This is what I mean. We're in Pennsylvania right Pennsylvania. now. Pennsylvania. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Letits.
0: At the Latits <laughs> But it's at letits. Rock. Letits. Rock letits. <laughs> now, this Can we is- say that? Yeah, it's fine.
1: Rock tits is going to go down, I think. Especially amongst us, as a very iconic place. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. This place is like—how do we explain it? To her? it's a compound of like mock arenas and tour support. Yeah,
1: it's basically the guy who like owns some billionaire guy who like owns like the biggest PA company. Was like, right? I need a place where like Beyonce could live yeah. for a yeah. week. Yeah, right. His his version of taste is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I checked in, the receptionist had guitar pick earrings. I was like, this is my spot. The, tra- and-
2: the trash can holds a guitar
0: pick. Yeah.
1: Products. Dude, my... Bathroom door is a flight case. Same. <laughs> right?
4: Yeah.
0: That's so, that's it's, like my favorite part. It's so sick. Also, the, um, the restaurant.
1: The Hardcock hard Hotel is what yeah, we can call exactly. it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's somewhere
2: between the restaurant's like called Jack per Diem, White and Which is my favorite ha- part. And fucking, yeah. <laughs> hard Rock Cafe, Planet Hollywood. Yeah, the, the restaurant's called per, per Diem's.
1: I mean, <laughs> fucking so sick. <laughs> so
2: sick. Um, it's in our home state, which feels. Feels like a return, even though we never this knew this place this existed. Is your home state? Yeah, yeah, we're from Pennsylvania. We're from suburban Pennsylvania.
0: Are you really? Yeah. yeah, like less than an hour from here. You're probably. bringing us
2: to a place in our state that we've never yeah. even heard of.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you from? Uh, like west of Philly suburbs. Because you guys like, went to high school together, right? We
2: did. I I grew up down, like in Philly, and then moved out to the suburbs. And Curtis and I are both kind of s- suburbs yeah. kids.
1: Oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah,
4: yeah.
2: That's why we're so about it. So the Yola Tango references yeah. really hit home for us.
1: For sure. So you, when did you move to New York? 2009. Um, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So it's been a minute. We talk, do, have we spoken about girls before? How good, how well that delineated that time in New York? The show? The show. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. of course. I mean, we, talk about just we, were to, we were talking to Jack before. and then Jack Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. That. But like, um, that just made me think, like, that time in New York... Was a real, yeah, interesting time and for, the like, the art and stuff.
0: The I think it's first season when they go to the warehouse party <laughs> oh in God, Bushwick. Yeah. Just as we were around for that, that is the most accurate portrayal the of how that, it's so accurate. Is yeah, and the one where the 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 party where like
1: who's like the really basic girl, Marnie. Marnie. Yeah, Marnie. Yeah. She like him. So
2: hot. So
1: hot. <laughs> in a kind of in the most annoying yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, um. <laughs> my
2: galaxy brain take is that they're all really hot. I mean I, they're all I hot in their that. own way. Yeah.
1: I mean but yeah, no the and the you know the the episode where she like sings and it's really embarrassing? Yes. That yeah. kind of party. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was such a that was such a time. She's doing like
2: a Twee cover oh, of yeah. Harder, Better, like, Faster, Stronger, oh but like God. Kanye's stronger. It's yeah. so fucking it's, it. so it's so good. of its time.
1: If I was Kanye, by the way, I wouldn't have said any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I just wouldn't have said it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, well, I don't know I about all say that. that. Big shouts to Jews.
2: Big shouts yeah, to we're the giving Jewish big shouts to community. The Jews. Yeah. The Jewish media. Sh- deafening <laughs> shouts. Yeah. The media specifically. <laughs> <laughs> big shouts to the media. <laughs> so, is there anything else you want to tell us about this set design? It's well, very it's distinct. Like, and
1: it, it's kind of what's interesting about this is that. What I wanted to build was something that was a bit more malleable than our last show. Now this gets into a bit of a technical conversation, but for example, when you're like our last show was like a fuck like an Adam Curtis documentary. Like I say, it was just like lots of information. Mm. And basically when you do that with music, you have to do this thing called time coding. Yeah. So like all of the music is like linked up to yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to like add a song, you essentially have to like create this whole computer program and all that kind of shit. And I was like, listen, I want the the set to be more like yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, to feel more like a band playing. Right, right, right. So it is, it's pretty much like all live now. There's no track. Yeah. And that's why it's it's not as like in your face as a show. But I have to like trust that we're good enough as a band to like do that. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it almost feels like I've done the whole like I could do nothing and have that last show. That's true, right? I could like do nothing and just like let it be. Yeah,
0: it didn't sound like there was a lot of track in this one. There's there's
1: pretty much none. Like we because we just felt like well, back in the day, you didn't have track, right? Right. So you couldn't just like play the stems of your album down the PA. So we just thought like let's not do that. So we got like more musicians and um, but I just wanted it to feel like I'm always more like. we love shows, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm always more like moved at theater. Yeah. And obviously you don't want to be pretentious and like try and make like a a fucking gig what it is really like a piece of theater. But like you want to take it to that place where it borderlines kind of like being like a real moment where you're in the room and something that's quite conceptual. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, and so that's why it's split, split in two halves. The first half is like, we kind of don't even address the audiences there yeah. right and that's when it's like just about the house yeah and then the second half which has the bit in the middle that you guys saw mm-hmm. ends up with like I think this sofa stays but like all of the warmth right so like what I was going to say before this in the first half we're going to have like tongue and groove mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like yeah. that like that kind of yeah, yeah, you know yeah, that yeah. like wood paneling yeah, yeah. so that's going to be wood panel, that wood that panel wood will be wood paneled. The bounce back of white that you get from this at the moment is like really extreme. Yeah. So when you take that off for the second half, it's almost like it's big enough of a reveal when everything just goes white. And then we come yeah. out in all black and we yeah. just do like greatest hits. Yeah, and it's yeah. like yeah. we're a fucking rock band. And that can be very forward with the audience. Yeah. No, I'd l i
0: love this yeah. Did we we said early November didn't mention Saves the Day, that's what it's reminding me of. Yeah, at your funeral. At your funeral. <laughs>
1: but also like the house is an emo yeah. thing, you know, brand brand new uh. Yep, um, American I mean, football. American football. Like, oh, of course. Just take yeah. a photo of a house. house. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, house. What's American football. Why didn't we start yep. with American football? Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> but <laughs> so it
0: also, it's reminding me like all th- these grill cloths and like the warm shit. Remind- what's that replacements video where they just kick the speaker at the end? Oh, God. Um, yeah. Is that Bastards of Young? Yeah, it might be Bastards yeah. of Young. Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, maybe the replacement. Well, the replacements have been you like there's They used a re- replacement song in like Adventureland, right? Mm-hmm. That this has an Adventureland, feel yeah, it you know was, it? yeah, definitely. That's a good movie, actually.
2: It, it kind of is, yeah.
1: And now I look back on it, yeah. At the time, I think I was like, Oh, it has a great line in it where he says, like, her, someone's ass is like the platonic ideal. <laughs> <laughs> is that the line? Yeah, something it's like that. something like that, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, that yeah, it, so it's like this kind of, um. I just what I didn't want to do was anything like Stranger Things, anything like fucking, um, just nostalgia porn. Yeah, yeah. right. I well, didn't want like a Mega Drive. Yeah, you it know, a, it actually
0: doesn't feel that sci-fi despite all the the TV stuff and yeah, everything. You've struck yeah, yeah, yeah. a great balance here. Well, because the thing you're talking about, like the outside world versus inside world, yeah. I think another part of all of these kind of references are is just this kind of like this is a, this is a lynchian thing yeah. but th- this wh- you're inside a home something that's warm and comfortable and on the surface about family and comfort and safety but there's un- this weird kind of angst like under the surface internal world thing that's happening mm-hmm. that which is which is totally the vibe I get from this kind of red pill blue pill thing.
1: Yeah, I mean well yeah, for the audience as well there's a whole kind of narrative of me becoming I'd say black pill. Black pill. Yeah. I'd say I become black pill throughout the show because I don't have a political identity that I'm willing to establish. Um, It feels white-pilled to me,
2: though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Look, it's white-pilled by the end, which I guess we'll see next.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like, but to go with your point, it's a bit like when when Hitchens went to fucking North Korea and he said, I'm not going to reference George Orwell. Yeah. I was like, when I make this show... I'm not gonna reference David Lynch. Right. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> first thing that I've done yeah. is, is fucking reference, reference David. David Lynch. Lynch. Because the truth is I'm doing all this emo, blah, 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 is that all is that. Uh, is David Lynch. Yeah, yeah, of course.
0: But that's like not mentioning American football first. It's somehow we're missing the obvious one. Exactly. But, so but yeah. it's
1: very it's that there's a discomfort in that in this show, and there's a discomfort in suburbia, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of shit that goes on behind those closed doors, and family dynamics are weird and people are weird, and what happens inside is very different to what happens outside. Right. Yeah. I think like Lynch like really a- explores the kind of like oddness of that. And then um, yeah, I think that like there is this. It's kind of like my house, so so to, to continue as well, like I also don't know because the show will start, mm-hmm. then some cool shit will happen, mm-hmm. some shit won't work, one time I'll like hit a mark, and then I'll be like, right, well we need to do this. There's a staircase up there that at the moment is just a staircase to nowhere, but eventually we're gonna have, oh, uh, well, I w- yeah, I'll say it, okay. Yeah, this won't come out, the show will have happened already. Yeah, the American well, show the will be, tour, but, but the UK show. What I'm trying oh, okay. to what, what I want to do is basically... Yeah, that's not gonna be a staircase to nowhere. Mm. That needs to be a staircase to somewhere. But at the moment a it's stair- just staircase a nice to place. somewhere. Yeah, a staircase to somewhere. It's, a beautiful it's my second it's, it's my solo record. <laughs> is it yeah? <laughs> staircase <laughs> to fucking somewhere. <laughs> no my solo do you know what my solo record's called? Do you have a name right? Yeah. What is Ladies it? boy.
2: Nice.
1: I thought that was quite good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's a good book from back in the day called *Ladies Man*.
1: Well, this is what I was talking about. It's a good '70s. Because I'm not. I'm not. There's also *Death of a Ladies Man*. Yeah. Because um, I'm not fully grown. Yeah. But I'm I'm slinking. Mm. You're definitely slinking. I'm slinking right now. Can we talk about
2: your dance moves a little bit?
1: I've been nothing but slinky to you guys.
2: (laughs) <laughs> Wait, do I want to talk about my dance moves. Oh, yeah, let's do, do that. that. just in- inspo. I was just, I was, d- I was digging the it's James Brown, man. It is, yeah, isn't it, it is just James Brown. Yeah. I think
1: James Brown is the most Goated guy of all time. Like, we could get into James Brown though. George mm. could fucking get into James Brown because then we start talking about, yeah, talking about James, talking about the vamp, James well, just Brown, just James Brown,
0: the god. <laughs> yeah, you see there you go the vamp so you know get up y- get on up you have a distinctive da- i i do i think it's a helian style honestly a helian style yeah. you know what it is it's this like dyslexic funk thing it's
1: like mm-hmm. an acknowledgement of how white i am yeah. whilst i'm kind of like getting into it yeah. so i think that i'm because i've always been into like white music that's inspired by black music mm-hmm. that's done by white people yeah. really white like yeah. talking heads gang of four yeah totally like, shit that's like dyslexically funky yeah so i think that i move in between like i wanted to be a dancer when i was younger really? well, well before like culture hit me and i was like yeah. seven or eight mm-hmm. like that was what I did, and that's what I enjoyed, and, and I kind of wanted to be a dancer, and um, and I didn't, but, but so yeah, like I like, I I, I think it's fun to like funk around. Yeah, but
0: you, it's it's more uh, fluid than a David Byrne thing.
1: Yeah, but he's actually autistic, right? So I think that comes. Well, from I mean, like again, he is. I mean, he is Oh, for sure, 100. percent Sorry, is that no? No, no, I think If he's not, I'm really sorry. Oh, do you know? Do you know that? Tell that story. W- the, tell me. Yeah, well, he was like story in
0: the. World. The Eno and Burn were walking through oh, yes, the village, yes. I guess, and got mugged by a group of like ten people or something. <laughs> and Eno was like, was really scared. I actually thought I was going to die. It was actually really scary, and I. Saw Burn just being dragged into the bushes, and he was just going, "Uh oh!" <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's a genuine eccentric. Yeah, so st- he just Uh-oh. screamed, "Uh oh!" Yeah, I can hear it perfectly too. Uh oh! It's Uh-oh. so he sick. Taken around the <laughs> I um, mean- But I mean, also refused as oh, again. Yeah. It's clearly his moves. Yeah, yeah well, what's he called? Dre, Dre. Dennis, uh, Dennis Dre, uh, like, and some Swedish some shit. Some dumb Swedish yeah. shit. Yeah. But also kind of Ian Savoni. So many Swedes on this show.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Tobias, like, if we're going to do shouts. Yeah, we're going hey, to a Tobias. Show. big
0: shout. Big shout. Big shout, bro.
1: You're the goat. Come up here. Come up here. Just for one
2: minute. It's worth it.
1: So, like, Tobias, about when I was, like, 25, I was obsessed with Nine Inch Nails. And I wanted to do something. They had this one song. They have a song called "The Great Destroyer." Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. So they were just like all backlit and static, like all on synthesizers. Yeah. And I was like, "That's the fucking coolest thing I've ever seen." I yeah, was yeah. Like on MDMA, fucking Arcade Fire at like headlining Reading or something, and I met. So then I met this guy Tobias. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now before he comes in, Tobias. Here he comes. This outfit.
0: Yeah, I was checking it out. Yeah, for 10 years. <laughs> it's a fucking bossed-up outfit.
2: Here, take a mic.
0: There's something Trent said about...
1: This is my best friend and long oh, longest-running oh. collaborator, Tobias Roilander.
0: Who's making it all happen.
1: Makes it all, all <laughs> fucking happen. So, Tobias, I met and I believed in when I was 25... And we met in some juice bar in Los Angeles, yeah, and you were dressed like that, yeah, and then the next day, I met you again, and you were dressed <laughs> like, like that, that. Yeah. and then for the next <laughs> ten years, every single day, I've seen you wear a black waistcoat, yeah. a black shirt, yeah, a pair of black jeans yeah. your your boots until they break, yeah these are new for you Apparently,
3: yeah,
1: <laughs> and this jacket, your captain's jacket that's now. That's gonna have to get well, fixed to soon. Work. Yeah. So, that's what I like on my team. Yeah. People who don't even want to make choices of how <laughs> they dress. Yeah. They I mean just that's wanna. <laughs> that's the classic. Yeah. Uh, that's the Steve Jobs shit. I was just trying to explain. You
3: have enough choices to make. You yeah. have
1: enough choices to make. Yeah. I was just trying to explain. Well, I wasn't trying to explain. I was kind of like talking about my perspective of the show, and one of the things that I haven't spoken about is how. I think that this is the first time that we've... Cha- this is the time that we've challenged each other the most because Absolutely. every album, musically, has been very a very obvious, different direction. Yeah. Whereas our show has always been me and you distilling what was great about the previous show, making it bigger and better. And we mm-hmm. were always in this kind of video as primary light source world yeah and i think that we realized that we would got to a place now where bro we got a fucking sword like yeah we won the sword like we, we, won, w- the sword. we won the sword there's this whole we th- won the world. There's this thing called the the knights of illumination and mm-hmm. it goes back like 500 years or something or like i don't know if that's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> <laughs> it goes back a long time it's from like people who used to like light churches and shit like that, and the best lighting team of whatever year, They, when you win this award, you get, like, a sword. So, we got the sword. sword. No, for sure. So, it's kind of like, we wanted to do something different, and I think that you had an idea for a show that was, like, this white white clinical thing, and I had an idea for a show, and then we
0: kind of met in the middle. I mean, I've never seen anything like this. I really haven't.
3: No, it's really unique. Yeah, I guess, like um from the start we've always used the frame haven't we yeah and i've always felt like that frame that you have made your own has always kind of been the the ultimate frame for the art that you make Mm -hmm. and that's how we've built the shows as well but and it went from the 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 frames behind you with Mm -hmm. the aerial projections volumetric projections Um, where we also used the black and white concept i guess Um, and they became the columns or the space between the frames became the columns and for the next tour the space between the columns became the boxes Mm -hmm. or the cubes but we still had the frame on stage i guess it's the first one we don't well, we have the door. Frame. We have
1: the door frame. That's the only thing we've yeah. used. That's a kind of piece of 1975 iconography. But we've just had to rely on like performance more. A lot, yeah. But these guys, these guys, like yeah. I mean, it, they yeah, work. It, I've not like sleep. It. I mean, look, you're a vampire. The best moment, because you look <laughs> like a vampire. My favorite you moment ever. Favorite you moment ever <laughs> was. I, we were in a house party. It was like super fucked up. Everyone was super fucked up. You were dressed like that fucking right <laughs> where's the camera the things like over here phone is over here you were sleeping like this on the sofa
4: like this <laughs> that's how i sleep <laughs> your phone
1: rang you went <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming. Yeah, and you <laughs> fucking left the room at about six a.m. and I was like, "That guy is a vampire." <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is no no nonsense. That's how you got to be. Yeah. The vampiric genius.
3: Vampire genius. Huge shouts. That's shots. how we do it.
1: So we, we have to wrap up in thirty seconds, according to who? Josh? Josh? According to everyone. According to who's, who, I thought I was the fucking make, boss. We? Yeah. What? Well, come on. <laughs> we got a show to make. Well, if you want to hang, you can see us making more of the show. So now we have to design the second half, right? Yep. Which is and a now different. Now we're doing
3: the rock and roller bit. The
1: rock and roller bits, yeah. the dirtbag bits.
2: And we should bring it to where the video is about to go, because I think the orange couch might look quite yeah. good. On okay, yeah. Okay. The, the orange couch, couch on the so stage. Good, the yeah. orange
1: couch for MSG the could orange. be an incorporation. Yeah. They they have a couch. Mm-hmm. They have this couch. We. I'll show you the
2: couch.
0: Yeah. Let's take a look. The Zoom is
2: on. Zoom's Where check, are check. we,
0: Maddie? We're at the garden, baby. <laughs> We're at fucking Madison Square Garden. I know we said when we ended the last segment that there was going to be an orange couch on the stage. Oh, <laughs> yeah. union wouldn't let us bring the orange yeah, couch that's in. That's not happening. But the,
2: the union
1: won't counts. even let us turn this fucking music off. Yeah. The
0: union won't let us have the
2: after party either.
1: <laughs> I can't believe that you guys didn't, <laughs> didn't expect that. Oh, no, we did. That's it probably just, a good uh, place
2: to start. We didn't realize, or at least I didn't realize, just quite how famous <laughs> you really are. Thank you. Yeah. No. How I mean. does it feel? Uh, <laughs> it's really sweet of you to say. It's, a, it's what every teen teenage boy's dream. I You've, feel it. You made it. Well, it's because we're, we're having a
1: TikTok moment right now, which yeah. is why the guest list has gone so crazy, I think. Uh, I think it's oh. just TikTokers. What song? Right. Um, The one bit of music that doesn't have me in it. So, like, there's this <laughs> female vocal on the record. <laughs> everyone's like, we love that bit, but, like, fuck the rest of it. Um, no, it's... Yeah, so it's it's crazy, man. Second, th- last time we played here, we were like cult big, but now we're more like big, like kind of just big, yeah. big. I think.
0: Yeah. So um, so yeah, it's it's. And word has already then. now gotten out because you did the first couple shows of the tour. How fucking insane the show is!
1: Yeah, it's kind of um, it's it, uh, I don't know, what what <laughs> you know what we're all in pursuit of. Right? We to s- we want to make special films. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's like it's it's. D- I think that we've always fuck tried to fuck with the form of like a rock show because like yeah. bands are boring, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like the whole thing. So like this bands. this is like us, I suppose, taking it to as far as we can in regards to what like a pop show we can do. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So the yeah. first half's quite conceptual. Um you'll get to see all the fucking like alpha dick touching, <laughs> meat eating yeah. shit yeah. Yeah. tonight, which will be cool. How did the first few shows go? It was good. I mean, those moments kind of went viral out of context. Yeah. yeah. Which was
4: good <laughs> marking for the show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just literally sat there like jacking off.
2: I knew the roof moment would go off. Yeah, yeah, the, my, yeah, yeah. I
0: saw the meme of like, he doesn't have one song where he needs to be <laughs> yeah, doing this. Yeah. That's great. That's, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like such a goal to get that meme made Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't. Uh, it,
1: and it's always, they always talk like they're black and it's always white. He ain't got one yeah, yeah. song <laughs> where end, he needs to be doing all that. <laughs> no, I ain't got, I actually do have lots of songs I mean my career is pretty much like my obsession with my dick yeah in a kind of in a literal and a arty way right Most. this is is just a natural conclusion yeah (laughs) Yeah.
2: this show we're all just making memes at the end of the day yeah exactly yeah but
1: we're streaming this live on like yeah amazon yeah, big cool? shouts to Amazon. Yeah, I, th- I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is, that Is that chill? Is point? that chill? I know they're <laughs> still <laughs> streaming the Kyrie <laughs> documentary, <laughs> yeah. so I'm not sure. But
2: <laughs> I don't know. Big shouts to Amazon. I yeah, big guess. shouts to Amazon. <laughs> how do you? I don't know. I don't know who I can give big shouts to <laughs> anymore. It's a tough time. <laughs> too, I don't know if, <laughs> if that's okay. Like when I just said it, <laughs> but I said okay. Well, like, this has been a really fun journey, Maddie. Thank you for no, bringing us along. No, honestly, guys, I,
1: I'm, I'm a. I'm ahead I'm a packer and um it's, it's been, the been really start fun th- of a lot more you turned a-
2: our life into a special film for yeah, the past month or so you yeah. had a g-
1: good fun yeah it's been really good i mean tonight's going to be the tonight <laughs> is going to be the special <laughs> film if we cut to tonight then that's probably oh, going to be oh that's true yeah jordan can you get some footage of <laughs> yeah. the party tonight when
2: it gets shut down at like 10:15 can't <laughs> happen yeah
1: i mean if it's four blocks from here like literally the whole GA is just going to try to yeah. get there
2: this will come out a week from now, so we we'll everyone like will know yeah. what what happened.
0: New York City is, well, a lot it. of people who come early when the show's still happening because it starts are probably just gonna leave. Maybe it'll. I don't know. Maybe it'll be okay. They're gonna. People are gonna realize there's no chance of getting in, and then it's gonna be fine. Yeah, I, I get know. off on the chaos. I really. Yeah, do. exactly. That's yeah. just. Let, 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 you let, must let, too.
2: You're filling Madison Square Garden. Let's tonight. do it. Special yeah. film time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Let's just make a li- Make your life like that, right? An insane heat life.
0: <laughs> Brought to you by the Iron. Man. <laughs> An insane heat life.
2: <laughs> Big shouts,
0: Maddie Healy. Big shouts, Maddie Healy. Thank you. This has been the Ion Pod with Maddie Healy. And we were your hosts, the Ion Pack. You know, we've done a lot with Maddie before. We've done more since this episode came out. And there will be more to come. But there's also a lot more that we're doing. And maybe you're just hearing us for the first time. You never went behind the paywall. This is the first time listening to this episode. I'm actually jealous of you if that's the case because there's so much heat awaiting you and it's only $5 a month and you can get all of it videos podcasts and that's just the tip of the iceberg at patreon.com slash the ion pack it's only $5 a month support the show we can keep making things like this happen patreon.com slash the $5 a month it's all there you already know
3: Patreon.